on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Matt and Nick have ran out of Book of Boba Juice, but luckily they have multiple Kenobi series leaks to discuss and speculate on, so potential spoilers will be flying left and right. They'll also discuss an interview from Mr. Do-It himself, Ian McDiarmid, in which he implies the Palpatine could be in any Star Wars story prior to Tross. The dudes have a Rogue Squadron's release date update to discuss as well, which will then lead into the episode's fan segment complete with fan responses to the question of the week and the latest round of Star Wars artist features. Punch it, Chewie! What a what a start. We are some professionals over here. Didn't even get the hey now, everybody. We are ready to rock. I just got to turn on Nick's mic so he's not muted for the first minute on the live stream, just like last week. But we're here. I've got a, a lot less piss and vinegar in me this week. I don't know if it's like Samson and I, I just buzz my head. So I've lost some of my powers or some of my anger. But hey, we're back. Ready to have some fun. Got a lot of Kenobi stuff to talk about. Uh, spoilery stuff. So if this is something you're trying to go in fresh, you you may want to scrub through some of the upcoming Kenobi segments because uh, the leaks are coming in fast and furious. Not number 10, maybe number 9. Yeah. Uh, but lots of good stuff to talk about. I mean, I, I feel like after the round of leaks that dropped last week, Nick, we can kind of, in true SWTS style punch up what I think will be the first two episodes of yeah. the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So we got that plan today. So make sure to, to stay tuned in. Or if you know, if you're on the recording here, obviously you can scrub through, put us on two times mode. Cause it's not like we actually have good grammar and know how to talk. So we, we don't mind if you, if you put Skips us on hyper speed, yeah. hyper speed on the podcast platforms. But, um, it is, as Nick said in his top five posts today, you're already starting to get the shakes, right, man? It's like, you know, we were, we were spoiled for seven weeks. We had an active show to celebrate, discuss, and for some of you to whip your little wingers out and pee all over it. But that's all gone away. And and it really is looking like we're not going to have our, our next series until the end of May. And that is obviously the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. I, I know there was some... Um, Nick, I, I, you don't get mixed up in this shit, but last week there were some smoke signals coming around some sort of Bad Batch announcement, but that ended up pittering out. So, um, yeah, it's uh, just it, it's us doing our thing, trying to uh, vamp, not vape, but vamp our way through another show <laughs> of the SWTS. But like I said, we, we, we do have some relevant stuff to talk about, especially if you get into leaks and you like to kind of take those leaks and start doing that the speculation game we like to do here on the Star Wars Time Show. So we, we'll entertain you. We may anger you. We may upset you. We may bore you. You never know. That's why you should always turn into a new episode of the Star Wars Time Show live every Tuesday on YouTube, youtube.com slash Star Wars Time Show. All right, my friend, since, since, you know, we don't have a ton to talk about, I figured we can get into the old shooting the shit segment like we used to do before Book of Boba came around. And um, I, I, I got to ask you, are you gearing up for the Batman this week? Is that, is that like a week one 
screening for you? Or are you, you pushing it a few weeks? What were your thoughts on the Batman coming out probably this Thursday in most theaters in the States? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually, if, if I'm going to see a movie, which I'm not because Taylor's going to be out of town this weekend. Um, or I mean, maybe I will because she'll be out of town. Who knows? I, uh, I, I would go see uncharted. I mean, I'm just kind of like getting a little tired of the content treadmill on the superhero shit. It's just kind of getting old. And like, I know that like I've seen the reviews and apparently this Batman movie is awesome and I'll go yeah, I was see gonna say, it. Didn't, didn't IGN give it a 10 out of 10? Yeah. Which I think, I mean, I, I don't really trust anything IGN puts out, so I don't really <laughs> give two shits what their score just, is. Just for, if, if you're new here, <laughs> Nick is the Martin Scorsese of the Star Wars time show. That's why he doesn't <laughs> like superhero movies anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like, it gets so exhausting like where this is, like in within the past ten years, this is the third Batman. It's like, bro, like or fifteen years, whatever it is. It's like they can't stick on one actor. Nobody wants to do the job for fucking long term. And then, you know, just there's already problems with DC's content fucking machine that all their shit has been pretty fucking terrible. Aside from Wonder Woman, and then Aquaman was serviceable. And I Peacemaker, mean, that's- bro, I'm telling you, don't discount Peacemaker. It. it- I can't say much about it, but it it shoves itself right in the DCEU's asshole and lives there. Yeah. And 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 it, to me it's one of the greatest things that has been produced within that universe. As you said, it's definitely struggled to kind of reach the the mountain that Marvel has with the MCU led by Ke- Kevin Feige, but I'm telling yeah. you man, Peacemaker, that that should go on your list of serviceable it's, DC um projects. Yeah. I mean, it's not even that. Like I haven't even finished Hawkeye like I, like and I've heard that like oh that's the fucking best Marvel show ever I'm like cool great like I've watched like we've watched some of the episodes and they've been good and and but it's just like I don't feel the need anymore with like the Mar- like the superhero stuff whether it be Marvel or DC to just like be slavish to going to see it at a certain time I'm just kind of getting like it's like to me it's getting to the point to where they've oversaturated the market with superhero stuff so, eh, I'll go see it, and I'm sure it'll so be good. So you're, you're looking for like a like a Belfast or like an art house movie? That's I don't that's even know what that where is. You're at what's Belfast? <laughs> I think it. I think Belfast is like one of the best pictures. A lot of the best pictures this year, in my opinion, are like of that hoity-toity art house type of uh, category. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like real I, life shit. Where where I, I don't know. I don't. I, I know what you're saying, but I'm I'm a moron that likes consuming that type of fake stuff, like not real life. Uh, but it does seem this year a lot of the pictures up for best picture are that let's deal with real life and the shitty sides of being alive. And it's just like why we we deal with we deal with that every day when we just wake up in this yeah. this 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 globe of humanity that we live in. Yeah. So fuck I mean, like it. I don't I'll, even I'll know. Like I haven't shit. kept up with Oscar shit in. I mean, well, ever, like, I don't really, I don't really track that stuff. And I think at this point in my life, I'm just like finding old TV shows that we didn't watch that are good. And like, we're watching that, like we're watching through curb and we just started season 10 of curb. We're like going back and like watching, like we just started watching the Orville that, uh, the Seth Man, I hope they get to a season. They are supposed to do a third season at some they, point in time, but it's it's been like two it. plus years. Yeah, I they, mean, it's been 
pre-pandemic, I think season two ended like 2019, maybe. And then it just, you know, obviously that probably fucked up plans, but it's, it's just been gone. Um, but yeah, no, that, that's a good show. I'm, I'm yeah. doing something similar, at least for my pre pass out on the couch before actually passing out routine. And, and Seinfeld has been mine for that. I'm on season we, nine at this point. So we, we started Seinfeld and then we kind of, uh, we, I think we got like two or three seasons in and we took a little break. Um, so like that's on the back burner, but yeah, I mean like trying to think movie wise, what the last thing we saw was, and I, I can't, I mean, I know we went to go see something recently. Probably. I think it was Moonfall, which is kind of creepy that I know more about your yeah. movie watching schedule than you. I, yeah, I don't, it, it was I don't make it a focus to pay attention to Nick. <laughs> I don't have like a geo tracker on him, but as mushy as my mind is, and you know, I don't want to rehash the story of last week where I, my brain turned off its hard drives Monday night after I did something. Uh, but it, it's, it's, it's weird, the shit that my brain retains. And I, <laughs> clearly one of those items now is Nick's movie watching schedule. Yeah. So it, it was Moonfall. It, it may be that like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like there's, it's just all content types are so similar now. It's like, oh, let's go see Batman or wait, hold on. In a few months, then this superhero thing is going to come out or this superhero well, Hey, since Taylor's out of town, it's a perfect week to go check out jackass that is a great movie to go by yourself have some laughs see a lot of penises and balls (laughs) and just just have a good time so that's what i recommend you do this week i may do that because she's definitely not going to go see jackass with me that is not her type of movie (laughs) so that's a good call i i I may do that but um yeah i mean opening sequence dude is just like (laughs) (laughs) all i'll say is one of the characters um, his, his dick and balls doubles as a Godzilla on like a miniature, uh, set, like a miniature city set. So, <laughs> oh man, it, it's, it's vintage jackass. Like how are like, these, how are some of these guys still alive? I don't know, but the shit is moronic and it still makes me laugh. Yeah. I love it. But yeah. I mean, for me that that's been about it. Nothing, nothing else really big this weekend. Um, next week, uh, we leave to go to France. So, um, I will, oh, shit. yeah, we, so we, the, if we leave on the eighth or nine, so like this, this may be my last show before, before, uh, our, our France trip. And we're going to be doing uh, a week there with four days of like actual Paris, like vacationing and then three days in Disneyland Paris. Uh, so that should be fun. That's something that I'm oh, looking forward to. Good good luck with that. I don't know how close I'd want to get to the European block at this point in time. So, <laughs> you know, just just be careful. Shit's a little squirrely over there these days, thanks to that 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 guy from Russia. Don't want to get into that. But yeah, shit's it's all fucked up. Like, can we just end it at this point in time, people? <laughs> you know, let's go. What what how how shittier can we really make this world at this point in time? I mean, we're coming off two years of pandemic, still not over. We gave up a long time ago. Fuck it. Just go out and see if you die or not. And now we have World War Three starting. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why? If there's a God, can he just come down and judge us like they told us he would when we were little? That's what I want. I want him to come down and start zapping us with lightning like Palpatine. Like, <laughs> just fry us. Right? Isn't that what they taught you when you were a Catholic? 
You went to Catholic school. I was I taught you fuck up and you don't repent. You die. You burn <laughs> in hell and you suffer. Where is that? What other sort of human tragedy do we need before the guy in the sky comes down and does what he is supposed to do? <laughs> judge us. Please judge us. Thank you. All right. Yeah, so um, I'll give you some new stuff to check out. And I know one's not very popular with people, but I am, I don't know. I am just, I'm hooked to it. I'm intrigued and I agree with a lot of the critiques. But I am still a big fan of Raised by Wolves on HBO. It's in its second season. I think we're five episodes in. It's a, it's a world created by Ridley Scott, so it's got a lot of his tenets in it. You know, I, I, I love the way that guy's mind works, and I, I, I like the visuals he creates within his worlds. And I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to argue with people like, man, it, it gets really weird towards the end of the first season, and, and they open up all these other questions, and they're not really giving you answers. And this is probably not going to be a good description for a lot of people, but it Nick, it's kind of like lost in that it's intriguing as fuck. You love the mysteries, but the mysteries just keep compounding and you're starting to go like, all right, well, can you just give us a little, you know, give me a little taste, give me a little clarity, answer one of the big mysteries you've, you've kicked off. Uh, but week to week, I find myself fascinated with the show, which borders on like a sci-fi dystopian future on a new planet with concepts that deal with creators and the created and AI versus humanity, atheists versus hardcore religious people, and aliens, flying snakes. Yeah, you got uh, Cheeseburger Teddy, thanks brother, he's in here. You got, um, uh, uh, Rag what's his name? Ragnar from uh, Vikings is, is one of the leads, Travis Fimmel. So I don't know, man, it's, it's wild. Do you know who I'm, have you ever seen tra anything Travis Fimmel has done? He's done a few movies. I think he did the Warcraft movie and, uh, I mean, I may uh, know him if I look him up, but like by his name, no, he was, I he, mean, he was the original lead in that Viking series, which, never, which is pretty good. Yeah. I've never seen um, that. I've never, I've actually never seen lost either. So both okay. of those references on this show are completely, everything is, everything missed. I'm trying to throw at young <laughs> Nick is falling completely flat today. So I guess I'm just going to have to move on. Uh, he, he, I don't even know if he's acting, but Travis kind of has perfected the, the maniacal leader role where you look at him and you wonder, is this guy acting or is he truly crazy? Just like a crazy person. Nice. Yeah. So, um, okay. And, and, so and, I saw the Warcraft movie and he plays Anduin. So. I know who. Yeah, he's like the he's like is. one of the main good guys or some shit like that. But th yeah. that's like that that's tempered Travis Fimmel. He's at his craziest in Vikings, but he rivals it in in many episodes of Raised by Wolves. I I don't know, man. Like I know I didn't do a good job selling it to anyone. All I can tell you is if you've listened to other recommendations I've had on this dumb show, and this is anybody, not just Nick. Raised by Wolves, there's something just very compelling about the world. And even with all the carrots being dangled and not a lot of payoff, I still look forward to every episode because, yeah, it, it, it's science fiction. 
but it also deals with the end of Earth and what humans have to do. And then, uh, you know, all the weird shit that happens between people that believe and don't believe. And then the weird shit that happens between the creators and the created. Yeah. Uh, I think so, so I, I don't know. I, I dig those themes. What my uh, plus. Next- well, go ahead. What were you going to say? Um, uh, the costumes are wild too. And, and I'll say mother is one of my favorite characters of all time, especially when she turns into something they call the necromancer, where she essentially turns into a naked flying robot that has dark matter and can melt people with her voice and eyes. It's beautiful. So, yeah, I, I think the next thing that like, once we kind of power through the shows that we're watching, cause we're watching some shows that like only had a season run, but are still like ghosted is a show on Hulu that was on Fox in like 2017, only one season, but it was Craig Robinson and Adam Scott. And it was super funny. So we're like watching that. And then once we finish that kind of stuff, like all the, the short seasons, I think I may just do a subscription to Paramount plus cause it's only five bucks and there's so much good shit going there. Um, I mean, you well, that's have, where halos halos come yeah. there in March, right? Yep. Halo's yeah. going to be there. Then you have your star Trek All series, star Trek discovery and Picard. And then there's like a bunch of other stuff that's already been announced. Oh, the, yeah. Too. I mean, you're, you're, you're primed cause you've, you've never done it yet. Right. So you're going to have a full season of Picard, which is excellent. I think you're going to have four full seasons of discovery, which are all very well done. And uh, eventually the like the Kirk and Spock show spinoff is coming there. And then, you know, the, the Halo series, plus they get any power, uh, power mount, power Rangers. Uh, they get any power. Ma- oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you, mouth. <laughs> they get any para mount Movies. produced movie. There we yeah, go. I, I know that. It. Like, I uh, did it. Like Jackass, I think, is going to have. Uh, yeah, that that probably go there. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a that's good buy. That's that's a good plan. Um, on Netflix, I I finally finished Lost in Space, which I know the third season dropped a few months ago. Quality series, three seasons, and it actually has like a beginning, middle, and in a and an end to it. Uh, I've started Silent Sea on Netflix as well, which is like a Korean kind of futuristic space movie on the moon horror slash I don't really know what's going on because I think I slept through half of the first episode <laughs> but yeah I mean but yeah like, that's we, where I'm at like Taylor's not like a huge fan of watching TV either so like a lot of times during the night like when we're finished our like cooking dinner eating routine and stuff like that like we'll have something on in the background where we don't really need to pay attention to it and like we play cards so we'll play like a board game or something like that just so we're not like look mindlessly at you, staring at, you, at a screen. Look at you hipsters. Look at the, the growth here <laughs> we have with Nick and Taylor. Shunning the TV. Putting do you put your phones down too when you're playing games? Do you actually engage like humans used to, or are you still both picking up your phones oh, like now I, and then looking at the screen? I don't like since I don't really I don't play a lot of games on my phone anymore. Like the the game that I play the most on my phone now is fucking Wordle. Um but yeah, I mean, I don't really use my phone all that often. I mean, like I have been like picking up my phone and just like checking on like what are the most recent updates in Ukraine because like I follow the the Kiev yeah, independent so you, and stuff like that. Yeah, but, you um you doom scroll a little bit still then on the news front. Yeah, yeah. A little bit I do, but um I don't and I also oh, yeah, I got a I got a new phone. I got a Galaxy S22 Ultra because they did free if okay, I'll just throw this out there as a PSA. This is not an ad. 
If you are on AT and T and you have any, if you have like any we would Galaxy get an AT and T sponsorship, yeah, no, it's a, trust me, <laughs> that'll never happen. But if you're on AT and T and you have any Galaxy phone, it doesn't have to be a new one. It could be like a Galaxy S three that's like in your fucking drawer and it's been there for ten years. You can take it to AT and T, trade it in, and you get a free Galaxy S twenty two phone. Um, so that's what I did because I had an old S ten laying around. And I was like, here, you can have it. And they're like, okay, well, you just pay the taxes on the new phone and that's it. You're done. I was like, okay, thanks. Bye. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bonus. I, uh, so I, like I've been playing Wordle and stuff like that on my phone, but usually at night, are you one of, are you one of the assholes that post your, your stuff on Twitter every day when you finish your puzzle? I am. And I share it like <laughs> me and my friend group, uh, like my work friend group. We, hey, like, we got a special guest share, real quick. around. There she is. I'm trying to get her on camera because she's got her full ray garb on today. Hi. Do you mind? Do you want to show everyone your costume? Yeah. Here, let yeah. me see if I can tilt this over here. Oh, let me move the. Let me move my big big mug here. This this is gonna be great for the people on just the podcast. Yeah. So there she so, is. She's got her her tross ray. We have a ray uh, cosplayer on the show. That's right. It's show them the gat. The gat just showed up today. The gun. Right, we we oh, got the, a, an official Han Solo gifted gun too. Nice. So this is, check that out. Yep, there it is, looking good. But yeah, she dressed up today because it's Spirit Week at her school, and she had to dress up as a character from a book she's been reading. So that's awesome. There we go. All right. Well, thanks for coming down, buddy. Have a good rest of your day. All right. Sorry. Now we can start throwing the f bombs again. <laughs> but yeah i mean my like my phone use has been pretty down recently which i'm jealous i'm jealous i'm i'm a crackhead it's <laughs> like the biggest I tell you i've it it definitely helped to drop uh whatever is called star wars galaxy here well I, I was just gonna tell you guess what happened now oh no uh, i i don't think i mentioned i i did mention that uh, over the summer i took over someone's beefy account, right? You did. Yes. You, you told us. So that. I went from like, I, I mean, it, it was, it was amazing. Well, about two weeks ago, I'm logging in. I'm ready to play grand arena. If anyone plays star Wars galaxy here, as you know, what I'm talking about, if not, what's wrong with you? Get on but, the train. So I, I'm taking the kid to, to gymnastics. I'm like, sweet. I'm going to have an hour. I can dedicate that to screwing around and so go and playing my grand arena championships. And I fire it up and, Someone had played my fucking matches. Oh, no. And I'm like the original account yeah, holder is back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, Lumpa, who's like over somewhere in Indonesia, had been logging into the account ever since I had it. <laughs> and I was like, I was paying good money. And, and there, Nick, there'd be some mornings I'd wake up and be like, I didn't play that event, did I? Well, I guess I did. Maybe it was late at night and, <laughs> You're just, you know, I just, I just forgot. It's, it's yeah. like last week, you know, maybe I had a few too many bourbons and I deleted my fucking brain. But no, I, I had, I, I had a guess. I had a suspicion, but I couldn't really prove it because they were just one-off events and like whatever. But, but Grand Arena, it's very clear when someone plays your turns. So that's what finally clued me in. So I go to the guild and I whine. Because they, you know, they more or less were like, dude, your Maddie one account blows. Will you please take on this good one so we can keep getting better as a guild? And I'm like, you know, I don't, I've had Maddie one since launch. It's my thing. But yeah, I'll do it. Cause why not? It'd be nice to have some mega tunes. 
So whatever. And I'm like, hey, guys, what's going on here? I mean, this dude's logging in, playing my shit. I mean, he, he could delete the count at any time. He could he could uh, spend the gems I'm spending money on. And they're like, hold on. We, we, we got you. We actually have a another alt account uh, that is like 8.4 million GP, which was like 600,000 more than the account I was using. So I took over that this weekend, dude. You should see it. It's like upgrading from a busted out Hyundai to a Ferrari. I mean, I am. This is the most current I've ever been in this game. I mean, I am on the current meta. I never thought that would happen. Pigs were going to have to fly. Uh, cows were going to have to come home. But I'm here. But now that I have this mega account, it has definitely added to the. The, uh, the the feeling of, okay, I got to take care of this thing. I got to play more. I got to learn more. I got to build better squads. I got to know the ins and the outs. So yes, when you drop that, that is what I think ultimately helped you to stop the obsession of, oh, 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 got to play. Two hours are gone. Three hours are gone. I've just spent four hours on my fucking phone today playing a an F2P, F2P Star Wars game. So good call, but I still dig it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so- <laughs> That that saved me. Hey, games, because we we've started doing games a lot too now. Because Charlie's older, and it's actually been fun. We do Fireball Island. We got some Monopoly, but the card games are where we've been having the most fun. I want to know: Do you two play? And if you don't, you got to get it. Do you play Exploding Kittens? Yeah. So we have, have Exploding Kittens. Yeah. Do you I have any actually, expansions? Yeah, we have Imploding Kittens expansion. Okay. And we have the recommend- NSFW expansion oh you well. got yeah see we yeah. couldn't do that one because we play it with the kid but yeah. <laughs> i am finding this to be one of the most enjoyable card games i've ever played i highly recommend it to anyone listening just just get the i think they have like a party pack at this point in time which combines some of the best cards from the three expansions if you don't want to do that do it like nick did and go for the nsfw starter pack and then add the three expansions yeah it's it's just a fucking great game. It, okay. It's a fun game to play when you're sitting around with with family, kids, or adults. We got the the tower power hat that you wear from Expansion Three. We got the cone of shame from <laughs> I think the one you have That's the imploding. The imploding. Yeah. It's just it's a fun game, and I know we're going on and on about non Star Wars stuff. Don't worry, we're we're about to move on. But There's... Uh, that is a good recommendation if people like actually interacting with humans as Nick said, that it doesn't uh, require watching TV yeah. together and not talking or being on your devices. Okay, so another one that you should that you should consider if you are a fan of that type of stuff is you should play a game called Unstable Unicorns. Because okay, I was going to add, okay, I, I, but that's more of a strategy game and it's 14 plus. So that's, I think that's one of the reasons we've held off so far. Yeah, but that, yeah, like once you, like if you and, if you and like Heather just want to like dabble in anything, it's awesome. There's also um, Llamas Unleashed, which is really good too. Uh, there's some other like board game style ones. Like we just, we just got one that's called like, I have to look at it. It's called like do you have, something do you legend. Do throw the burrito or throw the avocado? It's from the Exploding Kittens people. I have not had that, but is that like hot potato? Like the old I think throw the burrito, you literally, it's like dodgeball. I, okay. I, I'm assuming you get a card and if it's a burrito card, you just grab it and wing it at someone <laughs> that's not suspecting. Yeah. You just drill them in the face. I don't know. <laughs> 
But, There's uh, another one I've been seeing on Instagram because I, I've become a targeted ads fool on Instagram thanks to Enso rings and their Star Wars collection. I've, I now yeah. own 10 of those fucking rings because Jesus. of targeted <laughs> ads. Uh, so it, it, it listens to my conversations and I now get stuff for, I think it's called like Duolingo or the end of the end of the world card game looks similar to exploding kittens and all that fun yeah. stuff. But there's a bunch, we have like a ton of board games. I mean, you know, it, it was funny too. Cause we were like going through the grocery store last weekend and we're like, we had to pass through like their like small, like games aisle. And then we saw the like Uno, the card game. And we were like, we have all these games. We don't have fucking Uno. So yeah, like, we've got we've added that. Yeah, um, so like we just farts, started playing Uno Farts again. is Uno, but with fart cards and a few different rules, we play that one. It's just been I'll tell you what, I'm a I'm an electronics junkie, but it has been awesome to get back to like Nick said, we're all taking tit life lessons from Nick right now. <laughs> to get back with real people, playing some board games, some card games, especially on a Friday night if you're like me and you don't like to imbibe every night of the week. If you're in the north, get a fire going in the fireplace, break out a card game or a board game. It is it is some quality human bonding time. If you like bonding with humans, which I don't that much, but I do with with my clan. So um, yeah, it's been it's, nice. Good, good, good recommendations. It's super there. fun. And then we just play like regular like we'll play Rummy, like just like regular like playing card games and stuff like Got that yeah. too from time to time. So, yeah, I mean, that's a welcome kind of reprieve. There's, a you know, like. I could send you a picture of my fucking closet behind me over here and it's just stacks of board games, you know, card games, board games, different types of stuff. We, so. we, um, we definitely need to get better at organizing because right now it's just like strewn all across the family <laughs> room on, on top of other chairs. It's, it's yeah. a disaster, but hey, that's what happens when both parents work full time and then you, you, you know, you have a five-year-old in kindergarten. What hey, there's more important stuff to worry about. This card game stuff may be a hint, wink, wink to something we may do later in the show. Just That's a heads right. up. We, so. we possibly have a new segment planned at least until Nick goes through all the cards he got, but yeah. <laughs> it, it could be interesting. Hey, bats picking up. It's a good buy, man. I'm telling you. Um, it, it bad if you if if you're gonna go for any expansions, maybe hold on. I think I have a few discount codes you probably could use. But uh, exploding kittens to me and all three expansions, you can't go wrong. Yeah, uh, but if, if you can play with adult people, I'd assume getting the NSFW versions probably better than just a standard. Yeah, um, but it's it's been well worth the I think fifteen bucks for this the the starting set or twenty five and then fifteen expansion. It's fun. Yeah, uh, lots of funny little art in there and and, and sayings and like I said, if you, if I don't know if did you get barking kittens yet or you you just stayed at imploding? Yeah, we just have the NSFW and exploding, so none of the, <laughs> the other ones yet. But the, yeah, barking with, where you get this hat you have to wear and then people can't steal your cards and they have to pull from the hat. Either way, it's fun. Check it out, everyone. Thanks, Bat, for uh, listening to us and not thinking we're just a bunch of jerk offs and believing in our opinions. One okay. other thing I want to shout out before we move on is I'm going to stand up. Some of you may have seen this on the Instagram. Oh, this is too good. This, this is, is a true. <laughs> is, so this is from Adrian. If, if, if right. you're a fan of the show. And you have seen Matt and I's attire previously during the episodes. You, we, we've called out Adrian, a.k.a. Action Figure Snaps, in That's the past. Right. And he has sent us another care package, except <laughs> in my care package, there is a shirt, like you saw on the screen just now, that says, Amazon, where's my lightsaber? It's which is fucking brilliant, man. Is potentially the best, yes, like the best <laughs> if you know, then you know kind of things from this show that we've ever gotten. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like... 
when yeah, I opened, at this point in time, Nick, I think we have to move at action figure snaps into the number one fan slot. I think so, I, I man. Mean, this is <laughs> a second delivery of gifts that this 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 young fan, lovely person has just sent to us. You know, for for zero dollars. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, just just to honor the the idiocy of the show, and then the fact that it was such a deep cut Easter egg. <laughs> I mean, if Nick wears that out in public, people would be like, what the, what the fuck is that? Exactly. <laughs> and if he wore it in a room full of Star Wars Time Show fans, they'd probably say, what the fuck is that? Still, yeah, this some is people for still like, may not. <laughs> this is for you motherfuckers, the bats of the worlds, the kingdoms, the big Amishes, the the tones. The, I, think, the, I think Cheeseburger Teddy is our man, Ted Five, standing by, who's one of okay. our major Discord contributors. They'll get it, and that's what I like. Like it, it, it's so deep that even casual fans of the shows will not get. Because this, this to me is like, and I know. I mean, I'm never going to compare our, ourselves to the Howard Stern show. That, that's sacrilegious. But it's like I've listened to that show since '95, and and even these days they'll bring up stuff that happened 25, 30 years ago that only people like me would know. And I always love that. So that's exactly what Adrian did for Nick with this shirt. I mean, it is it is excellent. Amazon, where's my love? <laughs> I mean, it's perfect. And I'm wondering, uh, have you gotten your your uh, care package? It's supposed. Yet? It's supposed to show up today. Okay. And if he didn't make me a custom one, that's quite all right because what's in there is is what's great. Oh. I don't even think we're allowed to talk about it. We cannot talk um, about it yet. But let's just say he hooked us up with stuff for a major upcoming Star Wars property uh, that has not released yet, and that's why Nick is not we can't, adorned in that gear yeah. quite yet. But we can't don those yet. But as soon as we can, we will. And I have to say that like. These, these pieces that Adrian sent us are incredible. I mean, like the quality, not even just the quality. I can't wait. I can't it's, wait. Yeah. Just the I've designs, only seen, like, everything. He, he sent me a vanishing image on Instagram just so like I wouldn't fuck it up and share it and like use it as a news <laughs> story. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward. So thanks again, Adrian. Uh, I'd assume if he made me a custom shirt, it would probably just say, Wow! <laughs> and nobody likes me, right? <laughs> that, that would probably be mine. Wow! Everybody hates me. Nobody likes me. I'm going to go eat worms. One of those types of deals. So, <laughs> Good stuff, people. Um, if, if you're still tuned in, which I don't blame you if you tuned out because uh, we've literally just been rambling about nothing, it's time to talk some Star Wars finally. So uh, lots of Kenobi stuff to talk about. For sure. We, we we got some pretty major leaks coming from a reliable source. So like I said, once we get to those, I'll, I'll try to put up a little warning. Maybe stick your fingers in your ears or, you know, go take a break for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 minutes. You never know what happens when Nick and I start to speculate. Uh, but this first one we got here, I wouldn't call this a, a leak or a spoiler of any kind because it's an interview with Mr. Do It himself, Ian McDiarmid. Uh, so Nick, he was talking to this this Metro magazine. I, I, I'm, maybe our our UK listeners know who the hell we're talking about. Speaking of listeners, and like I said, knowing our luck, it's probably a glitch in the reporting that we use. But two weeks in a row now, we've gone up like hundreds of downloads. <laughs> so I don't know if something unfucked itself. Or if the SWTS army finally gaslit enough people to give yeah. it a try. They mobilized. But the numbers, 
numbers are going up and and you know we're strong in the in the states i think uk is our second and then i believe australia and then south america and you know we're kind of all over um so thank you don't forget starwarstime.net that's where you can find all the podcast platforms if you are on a podcast platform and you haven't done so yet, please leave a rating and review. I think we're still only sitting at 30-something on iTunes, and that's our most listened-to platform. So come on, people. We know you're on there. We know you're listening to it. Take the two seconds to click on the rate and review. It it would help us out greatly. But anyways, back to um, Ian McDiarmid here. And yeah, Ted's telling us Metro is a free newspaper found on public transport. So essentially... Like, um, you know, drunk people, toilet paper or, you know, drunk people blankets if they fall asleep on the on the subway or the tram. Um, But, you know, Metro, I think that they're mostly talking to Ian about his work in theater. I I guess he owns a theater or or runs a theater over there, Nick. Yeah. And, um, you know, the thing we care about is did he say anything about Star Wars? And of course, (laughs) anyone that acts in Star Wars, regardless of how how many roles they had or, or how many projects they were in or how long it, it was ago, they're going to get asked about Star Wars. So he was uh, kind of talking about his character, Emperor Palpatine, a.k.a. Darth Sidious, a.k.a. The Sheevster, a.k.a. Mr. Do It. Do It. And uh, they were kind of asking him, like, hey, man, you know, you got all this stuff coming out. You got Kenobi and this, that, and the other thing. But in Tross, it seems like finally your character is actually dead, dead. And and Ian was like, you know, I think I have to accept that. Thanks to my ungrateful granddaughter, Ray Skywalker, my <laughs> annihilation was finally final. But here's the interesting stuff. And he's not wrong. And it, it's funny Nick and I haven't even brought this stuff up yet. Yes, a.k.a. the Senate. Thank you, Tenny. Teddy, that is correct. I missed that, that moniker. But he, he goes on to say, but of course, Darth Vader is back in the new Obi-Wan Kenobi television series. So I suppose it's not impossible that one day his mentor might be discovered once again skulking in the shadows. Yeah. I mean, it's- I mean, Nick, does, do, do, do we at least have to get a hollow of Palpatine and Kenobi? I think we have to get something right. Like we, we, I feel like if we got a hollow, if we got like a voice recording or something like that, it would make sense because if like, how do you have the big guy Vader and not and the have, inquisitors? Yeah. And not have the puppet master. Correct. It's, that, it, that, it, that's, that's what I'm getting at. It, it'd be yeah. like at, at this point in time, Vader does not operate autonomously. I mean, Palpatine will let him think he is, but Palpatine knows every single fucking thing he's doing. It's still continuing up through these Darth Vader comics that I, I keep recapping on YouTube.com slash Star Wars Time Show. Even there, Pal- Vader thinks he's kind of doing some secret shit, and Palpatine's like, nah, I, I knew they were Crimson Dawn. You, you killed a bunch of people that weren't Crimson Dawn, but I knew he was actually uh, Crimson Dawn. So... I would find it hard to believe in Kenobi if we're going off of what we know that Vader is going to kind of become the main antagonist episodes three through six. And he's possibly going to be featured in two when he kind of learns that Kenobi has resurfaced. It would be hard to, I guess it wouldn't be that bad, but it, it, it would be kind of hard to contemplate that he at least doesn't run by this discovery 
or talk to Palpatine about this discovery. And Nick, I kind of envision a scene playing out just like it did in Empire Strikes Back. The first time we actually get to see the Emperor is just a very brief, you know, Vader. He's in this. uh, It it was very Snoke like where Palpatine wanted his hologram to be the size of the fucking room, I guess, just to kind of, you know, remind Vader that I am the man. I'm the big guy. You are my little. Yeah, you're my bitch. (laughs) You know, Vader kneels down. Yes, my master. And and they kind of have their talk about uh, young Skywalker. I see something like that being 100% plausible for Kenobi. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like, and they could do it in a way to where you, like, they could just fully CG uh, uh, Ian in there, or they could just, like, take old footage to where he doesn't have to get in the the costume and the makeup and stuff again. Oh, I think he... I think he I think he'd put on he'd put on the black cloak and the face paint. I think maybe he would he'd do, do like he'd, he'd have it like pulled way far up. So it's just like, just paint my nose and you can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. So, just do one of those. Do one of those Hamill jobs on me. Yeah. I'm not even going to show up. Just use a bunch of old archival footage and my voice sent that shit and send yeah. me a check and put me in the credits. Yeah, there you right? go. So. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I have to believe that that he's going to be in it. He's. At, at least to some degree, like you were saying, whether it be a hollow recording like we saw in ESB yeah, or, I, you know, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want it to be more than that. Cause just like he, he really didn't take away from Vader in the original trilogy until Jedi. Uh, I, we don't want, we don't want Palpatine taken away from Vader in Kenobi at all. Like I, I want Vader yeah. to shine and I think that's where things are going. But it, it, it should not be out of the realm of possibility to consider that he, you know, E.T. phones home to Sidious and is like, hey, dude, guess what? We found them. Yeah. We found them, right? Uh, what's that from Empire Strikes Back? The guy that, that finds uh, Han and Luke out there on We Han. found them. Yeah. Yes. Repeat. We found them. Blah. So, um, yeah, I, to me, I think this is a no brainer. Now, will I be upset and get on Instagram an hour after watching uh, the, the whole series and be like, they fucking ruined it. How could you not have Palpatine in this episode? They make Vader look weak. He's a pussy without talking to Palpatine. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, but I think narratively, it makes so much sense to have some Palpatine infused into Kenobi, even if it's just a quick chat. Just that's it. Like. 30 seconds and that's it for the series that would make sense uh if there's no mention of the emperor eh, it's a little 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 odd for the time period and the way their relationship is and i'm talking about vader being so subservient and controlled and tormented um by sidious especially with the inquisitors i mean you can't have this heavy of a sith presence without the sith the best of them all at least getting like a little cameo yeah, no, I, I I totally agree. And I mean, with it being teased like this, I mean, this is like kind of the biggest like wink, wink. This may be coming. Well, that, I mean, he makes he sense. Do. It's like we know the guy lives all the way through the sequel trilogy. I mean, till until yeah. the very end, he's he's one of the last people to die. Uh, you know, Ben Solo kind of steals his thunder because he's ultimately the last person to die. Uh, but is, so I mean, he he Palpatine has potential to be in any of this shit. Yeah. Really? I mean, Palpatine uh, has potential to be in anything, even if they make post-sequel trilogy content. I mean, remember what fucking Luke Skywalker said to his sister right before he, you know, does his his heroic sacrifice at the end of episode seven. Like, nobody's ever really gone. 
especially not in Star Wars, <laughs> where Force users just, are we... literally fucking ghosts. Like they come back yeah. as ghosts and they can hit you on the head with sticks. Like I know. Like nobody is dead. But, well, I, I think I think the one canon thing we can latch on is that dark side users can't do that. So we at least have that, and it seems like she microwaved his essence. You know, with doing the I am the Jedi line and, yeah. and the cross and and he melts. But yeah, you know, I, I do hope, like Ian is saying, that he is his final annihilation truly is final because we all know how I feel about him and, and how he was used in Tross. And I don't, I, I just okay. I still don't like it. You, you'll somehow see him Palpatine in... return. That that was the justify. Yeah. That was the justification <laughs> for bringing him back. Somehow Anybody could have done better than that. Return. Holocrons. <laughs> I guarantee if you don't think that fucking. Sidious oh yeah okay I'll, I'll give you that i'll give you that, <laughs> that I, I just i don't i don't want yeah. like spirits and like he, yeah. he uh, infects a goblet and then someone drinks it and they become no i, I yeah. like i city says to me he's finally gone gone but yes historical artifacts that may have recordings of him sure he, he definitely could still be post-sequel trilogy but anything prior to tross he's he's fair game i mean yeah he's a He's a corpse attached to a life-saving crane for a good part of the Mandoverse and beyond, but you never know. Maybe go check in on the lab, see how he's doing, see what his clone body looked like before it got all decrepit and decayed by the time Tross rolls around. But I, I think he, he's he's going to be more better used in the series that are set during the OT, such as Kenobi and or uh, I could see him maybe doing some voice work in, in Bad Batch because I, I believe he did voices in Clone Wars and Rebels for um, at least Rebels. I, I think they brought in Ian uh, to do some voice work. But yeah, that, that's where I see Ian being used the best would be. OT era stuff prior to his first death at the yeah. hands of, of Darth Vader. All right. Well, there you go. Um, I know there's stuff floating around today and, and Nick and I talked about this moons ago, but don't be surprised with a Qui-Gon Jinn cameo either in Kenobi. I yeah. Mean, I mean, we talked about that, like right when this fucking series was that announced. like, I, I know Bespin Bulletin put something out and I'm, I'm sure I'll cover it. Cause you know, that, that site does some good, you know, they, they find some good scoops, but to me that that's a no brainer, especially if we go over what we already know about Kenobi's state by the time we're in this movie. I mean, he is, he's beat down He's essentially living off the land. Like he's not in his hovel yet. He's living in a cave. It's a rough going. It's been a rough 10 years. He's lost all of his human connections. He has zero attachment. And yes, Jedis aren't supposed to have attachment, but he still had friends. He was still able to talk to other Jedi. He hasn't had any of that for 10 years. Yep. So one would think it, it wouldn't be too, uh, too far out of the realm of possibility for his former master and him for us to finally get a look at their training sessions, which we know Yoda commanded Obi-Wan to do post Revenge of the Sith. I mean, that that's canon. It, it was, it's in Revenge of the Sith. It's touched on in Clone Wars, the Lost Missions. It, it was a very clear edict from Yoda to Obi-Wan. Like, listen, your former master figured some shit out. He didn't perfect it, but he can teach us to do it the right way. So make sure you learn from him. So... Uh, I, I don't know if we're going to get a force ghost because I don't think Qui-Gon was granted that ability because he didn't perfect it yet. Nope. But hearing Liam's voice to me, I think it should not be a surprise if it happens in Kenobi. Yeah. yeah communication through the force, not force ghosts for sure. Um, I think that should be a foregone conclusion 
Um, and if that if it doesn't happen, I would actually find that to be a little suspect. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're kind of right. It's a, it's an important thing because it's learning that trick or that final skill is everything for Obi Wan. Because I, I mean, what does he do in A New Hope? Yeah, he yeah. sacrifices himself, knowing that this skill is going to make him a better ally to Luke than being in his corporeal or his his flesh and blood form. Exactly. So th- this is a major thing that he has to learn to do in between the fall of the Republic and the battle on the Death Star. Yeah. So I'm hoping that we get at least a few scenes. I mean, the thing is with, with Kenobi is that it's short, it's shorter. I mean, at least episode wise, number of episodes wise, it's shorter than book. It's only six. We don't know length. We're assuming that we're, we're going to be getting at least 45 minute long episodes. At least that's kind of what we hope. So, I, I mean, I could see a world to where like, it's just so packed with like, Vader and Kenobi interactions and the interactions between the Larses and then Kenobi and then the Organas and Kenobi and stuff like that to where it's just like can't really fit in a, a, a you know, a Qui-Gon interaction. But if you're doing it right and you're planning out your your episodic beats, then I, th- I think that you could easily fit in some conversations with Qui-Gon oh, yeah. and like the opening moments of each episode or something like that. Like you open each episode with like, uh, like a like a snippet of a conversation that he had with with Qui Gon or memories or or something like that. Where yeah, I mean we are we're we're getting flashbacks and and I think they're going to primarily focus on him and Anakin. I, did yeah. we was that last week or are these leaks coming up this week? But it, it's it's pretty much confirmed that as Bat saying in our live stream chat. If you want to join youtubecom slash Star Wars Time Show, yes, hundred percent. Kenobi is going to be broken. When we see him in Kenobi, he's, he's, he's fucked. Uh, like I said, he's been living in a desert like an animal for 10 years with zero connection to anyone. He, he's not even allowed to directly interact with Luke, which we're going to get in more here in a second. So yeah, he's, he's fucked up. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the guy is, this is probably the most depressed and uh, downtrodden you will ever see this Jedi. Uh, he's not going to be... Uh, kind of the from a certain point of view old man that we meet in a new hope yeah um, maybe by the end but early on no he's going to be disheveled beat down downtrodden and you know just just sad just feeling a lot of regret a lot of loss and that's where we're going to get the you know he's not going to be sitting in a fucking back to tank but that's where we're going to get the moments through his grief <laughs> He's going to go back and remember the good times and how the, how did those times lead to me in a fucking cave? Yep. That that's like the general gist of his psyche, at least in the early episodes. All right, good, sir. Um, so we're going to move into one of the first, what I would call leaks. And, and to me, this is nothing on the level of, of what we covered with Tross, where it's a direct script to script translation. Uh, a lot of the stuff we're about to report on and then speculate on is stuff I would consider common sense if you kind of know Star Wars, the characters, the time period, and motivations. But if you're someone like, I know Cheeseburger Teddy doesn't want any bullshit, this is probably a, a good, good time to maybe tune out for a little bit. And uh, it, Cheeseburger, if you're still around, maybe we'll drop a note in the live stream to let you know that it's now safe. Uh, but I can never promise what the hell we're going to say on this show. So people have been warned. 
Here we go. All right, so all this, I want to give them credit because no one else does these days for whatever reasons, but uh, all these stories, at least the next two stories you're going to hear come from making Star Wars uh, from Jason Ward, all right? Uh, and some of this builds upon the other leaks we've been discussing. But the first one we're going to talk about, I titled, New Obi-Wan Kenobi Leak Sheds More Light on How Luke Skywalker Will Be Involved. All right, so we know... Luke's going to be in it, right? That, that, that's, not a, that, that, that's not a spoiler. If it is, then are you really a Star Wars fan? Do you understand why Kenobi is even on Tatooine? All right, we don't, we don't, know, we don't need to get into that shit. Um, so, but we got some more details, and, and a lot of this is actually going to play on, you know, kind of where Bat is heading the live stream with, with his, you know, Obi being in, in a tragic state, an example of a tragic Jedi. I mean, it, he did everything right, yet he lost everything. Okay, that that's, doesn't make a human feel good, whether you're a space wizard or not. So up first, the first kind of uh, description, uh, I'll preview it with, it's just called Sad Ben. Okay, Sad Ben. All right, so according to Making Star Wars, Nick, I'll just kind of report it to you, and then you know we'll, we'll have our discussion here. Uh, but a lot of this we already said. Obi is in a horrible place mentally, all right? He, he's just not doing good. He's had, he has zero human connections left in his life. He's been left to toil away and live under the hot suns of Tatooine as a hermit. Okay, this is not the, the guy with all the gravitas you saw at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. All right, so even though he's a Jedi and he f- did forsake attachments, the human side of him is suffering thanks to what happened with Order 66 and the fall of Anakin Skywalker. He can't can't really get past it. And, and I think we all can understand that. I mean, that, that'd be a hard thing to recover from, knowing that you had a hand in fucking up the entire galaxy, a direct hand in bringing the end of the Republic, the end of the Jedi Order, and lifting one of the greatest tears in the, the galaxy has ever seen in Darth Vader. So yeah, he's, he's not in a good place. All right, so the only thing that is keeping this man going, this tragic Jedi going, is his charge to protect the son of Skywalker. That's it. I mean, you, you could argue the way it's been described that Kenobi may have just taken himself out at this point in time if it wasn't for young Luke. Yeah. All right. So this suffering, like I said, this is what leads him, Nick, to reflect on his past failures. And this is where us fans are going to get the flashbacks between him and Anakin. All right? Nothing new. We knew this is coming. We're all excited for it. Nick is going to go pleasure himself after the show to relieve himself of that excitement. Okay? All right? And um, uh, what else we got? So even with all this suffering... Kenobi is, he is a glass half full type of guy in the end, if you think about it. He knows that the suffering is worth it if he succeeds in bringing balance back to the force through Luke. So he deals with his shitty situation. So now getting into little Luke, this is some of the new stuff here. All right, so according to MSW, Luke is actually going to be used sparingly, and I like this. And and the way he kind of propositioned it is, or, or... or um, phrased it is this is not Luke's time for adventure. Luke's time for adventure is a new hope. So Luke is going to be used sparingly. He, he kind of stays out of the limelight in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. He truly is just a simple farm boy with no real connection to the galaxy at large. 
Okay. This is not going to be the case for Leia though. All right. She, she is already kind of mixed up in galactic politics, uh, by way of her adopted parents. That, that should make sense. And knowing what we know from the last leak, she, she is going to be the MacGuffin that gets Kenobi off planet because she does get herself kidnapped in a plot to draw out Jedi. Hey, look how things are starting to take shape. It's beautiful. But anyways, Luke, Luke you know, they're, they're going to kind of keep him on the back burner in uh, little bits of scenes here or there. All right, so... Uh, when it comes to Leia, apparently the only thing that she's not allowed to know at this point, and Nick brought this up last week, and, and we, we, we talked about it, Leia is not to know Kenobi's true identity at this point in the timeline. So, Nick, you were right. It, it sounds like Kenobi is going to try to disguise him a little self, uh, a little bit, when he goes on this um, operation. So, very good. You, you, you called that last week. You were ready to tear down the, the <laughs> leak, say it was stupid. But now it has been clarified. Um, but we do have a scene description for young Luke that, that I think is uh, will actually get fleshed out even more with the next leak we're about to talk about next. But what, what this does is this: these scenes are meant to finally show to us why there is so much tension between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Owen Lars. Right? We, we, anyone that's seen A New Hope, it's very evident that Owen is no fan of old Ben, that crazy hermit that lives in the Dune Sea. And this show is finally going to fill in a lot of those gaps. I, I think there's been a comic or a story that, that hinted at it too, but we're, we're going to get it directly in the Kenobi series. All right, so there's going to be a scene where Owen, Baru, and Luke are at a market to either you know sell their water or do some shit, have a family day out. They're just Either way, they're off yep. the farm. All right, so while Luke and Brew are out checking out wares, Kenobi is always going to kind of be in the shadows, keeping tabs on him. Remember, he, he, does, he has, it doesn't sound like he is going to ever directly interact with Luke at this point in time. Not allowed. Not allowed. All right, so with that being said, he's going to be watching him, Nick, and, and it's been described. Luke is ultimately safe with the Lars family at this point in time. No one knows who he really is. He's just a simple farm boy. All right. But after we hear about the next leak, some of the stuff that Owen is going to witness in this market scene is what is going to start kind of driving the wedge between Owen and Kenobi. Okay, so while they're at the market, Luke, he's gonna, he sounds like a little Matt or like us other collectors. He, he's going to find a toy and he's going to ask Baruch, can I, can I have the toy, please? I really want the toy. I'm going to put it in my collection. But he gets rejected because, hey, they're simple. They're farmers. They don't spoil people. They're not like me. They don't just buy everything. They don't buy their kid a Razor Crest just because they got a Razor Crest. Shit like that. So Luke goes about his day. And um, so why this is going, I think this is going to be neat. They're going to be showing little Luke in his fairly mundane tattooing farmer life. And it sounds like they're going to intercut scenes with Leia in her much more involved life. Uh, she's going to have nice things. She's going to have a nice room. She's going to have her own droids. So I, what do you think about it? Do you kind of like getting that contrast of how the twins are kind of living at this moment in yeah, time? Yeah, I mean, because it... It shows you and it gives color to the types of characters that they grow into in the original trilogy and later content that we see. I mean, like if you look at 
Luke and Leia like in a vacuum and you don't know anything about them and all you see is like their interactions and how they how they deal with people, you would be like, there's no way that these two are related. I mean, Leia is a very bombastic, very outgoing and forward person where Luke is not that at all when you first meet him. I mean, like he's, uh, you know, got a friend group, but he's like, you know, lives at home with his parents, doesn't really do anything, never really made a name for himself. He's he's very naive. Yeah. I mean, he, he knows nothing but that damn farm where Leia, by the time he saves her, she's a fucking senator, right? Yeah. I mean, she's she's been working with the rebels <laughs> for, for years. I mean, so come on. I think it is good it, to there, show it, that. It, yeah. It, and it is, it, it is obvious if you think about it, but as a fan, did you ever think like, man, Luke got screwed, like <laughs> his upbringing, you know, he essentially became an indentured servant to not even people he's blood related to. Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, he, he's, he's not even blood related to the Lars. They, they just got him because, you know, uh, Klieg married Shmi, got her killed and they're like, fuck yeah. it. They're, they're sort of related, I guess. I mean, the <laughs> so, thing is, is like. There's a couple of things that are at work here that that like we never really dig really far into. Like, was Luke known as Luke like Lars? Was he known as Luke Skywalker? Because if he was known as Luke Skywalker, it's the most obvious thing in the fucking galaxy that like, oh, maybe we should go and check well, out this kid not, named Skywalker. Technically not, because you, you, you got to remember, and even Palpatine at this point did not know that Anakin had two oh, kids. Yeah, I, it, it's it, the way it's being reported. Only Yoda, Bale, and Obi Wan know the truth. Yeah. So yeah, the Skywalker name. I I, I get what you're saying, but th- they're not going to tie that to to like Darth Vader and and that yeah. type of stuff. And then also, if your goal with these kids is like hide them and try to keep them out of the public eye, then the the worst thing that you could potentially do is give one of the kids to, to a fucking senator that is probably the most well-known senator in the entire galaxy. Um, and that's what they did with Leia. Yeah, I guess, I, I guess like playing devil's <laughs> advocate, you know, that, that's kind of the mantra of sometimes you can hide in plain sight. That, that's, to me, yeah. that's kind of Leia's path. Like it was, she was so thrust into galactic everything that, there's like, yeah, hey, whatever. It's 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 a it's organic kid. It makes yeah. sense. Uh, it's it just I don't know. And this that's what this show is going to do, and that's why I think it's going to be one of the best Star Wars shows we ever get because it, it's going to kind of make you think about how different these two kids grew up. Yet they're still kind of the same. They 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 both are force for good. Uh, they're both major forces in their own right. Uh, they both can use the force. <laughs> um, so, you know, even though they grew up one here, one, one across the tracks, you know, one of those sayings, they still a little bit of the nature still pulled through the nurture. We all know that concept, right? Nature versus nurture and how humans kind of develop their nature still remained intact, even though one was raised as a princess and one was raised as a farm boy. Uh, so know, it's it's fun stuff if you, if you like to get super nerdy with Star Wars parallels and narratives and all that stuff. So anyways, back to Owen and, and Obi-Wan. All right. So we know by the time A New Hope comes around, Owen hates his fucking yep. guts. And it's probably the reason why he keeps his thumb on top of Luke's neck. Like, no, no, you can't go to the academy. You can't do this. I don't want you hanging around with that crazy guy. 
because he knows Kenobi can be dangerous. But why? Why? It, it never really made sense. You know, he's always like, oh, you'll go off with Kenobi on some old damn fool crusade like your father did. Well, that that doesn't make a lot of sense based on the, how the prequels played out. But we all know that we just got to accept those lines at this point in time. So th- th- there has to be something that happened that to really kind of sour Owen on on Obi-Wan. Because, you know, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, he seemed pretty accepting of taking the baby. Like, all right, I get it. I'll, I'll do this for you. But then by the time A New Hope comes around, you could see Owen kind of pulling out a, a sand trooper's uh, or a, um, a sand person's rifle and picking Obi-Wan Kenobi off in the distance if he could. So here's where a little bit of it is going to come from. And like I said, we'll flesh it out more in the next story about the Inquisitors and their brutality. All right. So, um... Apparently, at some point in Obi-Wan Kenobi series, and I think this is going to happen after the moment we're going to talk about next, which makes no sense, but that's the Star Wars time show for you. But Obi-Wan's going to signal, signal Owen for a meetup, because like I said, he's not interacting with Luke, not directly at all. And at this meeting, Owen is going to begin to express his displeasure with Kenobi and how he thinks he's making things more dangerous for Luke just by being on Tatooine. And like I said, I'm going to tell you in a few moments what happens that Owen sees that's going to make him really dig his heels in and feel this way about Obi-Wan. All right. So at this meeting, and I think this is, again, after the market scene, he sees Luke wanting the toy. Luke doesn't get the toy. But Obi-Wan's going to offer him what, to me, is described as the T-16 Skyhopper model we see Luke playing with in A New Hope. But Owen's is going to tell you, no, fuck you. No. Nothing from you goes to Luke. Don't interact with him. You're dangerous. You're going to get him killed. And I, I, I've also heard, and, and MSW kind of fleshed this out, that Obi-Wan may try to do something similar with the Saber and be rejected by Owen. Because remember, there's also a line like, your uncle didn't want me to give this until you were old enough. Stuff yeah. like that. So this meeting, I think we're going to see in the flesh Owen's kind of hatred towards Kenobi, even though, you know, Kenobi is technically doing the right thing. Owen is going to blame him for anything bad that comes to Tatooine now and essentially say, with you being here, motherfucker, you're putting Luke in more jeopardy than if you weren't here. And and that's where a lot of the anger is going to um stem from so this meeting obviously is going to deject obi-wan even more than before because even even the person he's supposed to protect he can't interact with and the people watching the person he's supposed to protect hate him and think he's the problem and he's going to get luke into trouble and you know ultimately obi-wan wants to connect with luke but he's a wise person and he's going to understand that owen is probably right so why are we talking about all this nick well as you had been saying for months, and I was saying, no, we can't leave Tatooine. What we're going to talk about in our next story is a, is a fantastic narrative choice to make it almost impossible for Obi-Wan to stay on Tatooine for a certain period of time. All right, so you were right. I will, I will concede this. You were right all along. There is going to be a great reason, even outside of him having to help Bail Organa to save Leia, for him to leave the planet. Okay, so is everyone on the same page so far? What are you thinking of all that? Like the Owen and Owen and Obi stuff lining up as as you would kind I of mean, guess yourself? 
the resentment doesn't seem to make too much sense to me sense to me i well i think and i i failed us all i have failed you nick i have failed you I should have done the other story first. Yeah, I mean. Because the other story, the other story. (laughs) (laughs) Star Wars time show. Yeah. The other story, I think we'll flesh it out much better as to why Owen is very nervous and does not want Obi-Wan around Kenobi after something he witnesses. Just uh, So let's just go to that, huh? For color, (laughs) essentially, uh, Owen sees the Inquisitors like beating the shit out of people on tattooing and he's like this is all, all right, your yeah, fault yeah yeah you're you're, <laughs> you're you're not too far off so yeah we're, we're just gonna go to the next one so we're still in spoiler territory um so anyways we, we, we know why the inquisitors exist that uh, you know they were formed by palpatine to kind of give vader something to do and to keep hunting down those jedi that managed to survive order 66 all right, and we've been talking about the Owen hate. Well, now I'm actually going to give you more clarity, and I probably should have just done this first, but I'm an asshole. We all know this. I'm sorry. Shame on me. All right, so the Inquisitors are going to make their way to Tatooine. But according to MSW, they are not there to find Kenobi. In fact, he has become an expert at being a ninja Jedi and keeping himself hidden, Makes which sense. we get. I mean, he uh, Kenobi yeah. is a pimp. Let's be real. So he's remained off of everyone's radar. Why they are there? Apparently, a, a new Jedi, one that we have not heard about before, is going to show up on Tatooine looking for Obi-Wan. This Jedi's name is Nari, N-A-R-I. And apparently, this Jedi, like other living Jedi picked up on Obi-Wan's message from back in Revenge of the Sith, which essentially said, hey, if you're alive, we've been fucked. You know, I'm, 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 I'm kind of yeah. filling in for Obi-Wan. I don't pa- think he'd say we've been fucked. <laughs> yeah. He essentially says, listen, we've been fucked. Don't come back. Uh, y- you know, City has screwed us all. The order is done. The Republic has fallen stay safe, and maybe down the road we can rebuild this thing. So getting that message, Nari for the past 10 years has been searching for Obi-Wan Kenobi to begin the rebuilding of the Jedi Order and to bring balance back to the Force. All right, so that's why Nari ends up on Tatooine. He somehow figures out that Kenobi's there. But because Nari shows up there, that's what also leads the Inquisitors to Tatooine. So we can start to see the breadcrumbs kind of connecting to why Owen may not be so keen on Kenobi being on Tatooine. We've got random Jedi coming looking for a Kenobi. Now we have Inquisitors coming to look for that Jedi who is looking for Kenobi. All right, so we've got that set up done. So the Inquisitors get to Tatooine, not because they think Kenobi's there, but because of this Jedi named Nari. All right. So without knowing, clearly this Jedi is compromising Kenobi's ultimate mission to protect Luke. I wonder how All right. it's going to be interesting in the show to see like how she fucking tracks him down. Because if you would imagine, I, I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. It's, it sounded like a boy the way MSW wrote it, yeah. but yeah, well, there's Nari, like how, how Nari tracks down Kenobi, because it would seem if, Nari could find Kenobi, then it's probably not that hard to find him unless 
Nari was well, yeah for other Jedi you would think I mean it, you would hope that Kenobi at least use you know some two factor yeah. encrypted <laughs> yeah, message you know. to where only Jedi could access it through I don't know whatever like holocrons yeah. or Jedi communicators where, but yeah no you're it, it's a good yeah. question to and ask then, Nick and the only thing well yeah ahead. like what I was gonna say off to that uh, off that was like if it's if Nari can find him and it is based off of like Jedi specific communication, then you would have to imagine that like the the Empire hasn't been able to encry- like decrypt that yet or hasn't tap- tapped Correct. into it. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. that that's yeah. we'll just have to. Well, yeah, they, they have shitty cybersecurity. Yeah. We'll just have to go with that. You know, yeah, um, they, they don't have anonymous behind them to to hack yeah. shit up. <laughs> So yeah, we're just going to have to kind of, you know, let that, let that roll. We're just, somehow this Jedi figures out Kenobi is on Tatooine and goes there. All right. And and that's what ultimately brings the Inquisitors there. All right. So, um, blah, blah, blah. All right. So I think we've, we've heard about that the Inquisitors are going to be, are going to be brutal in this series. At least the third sister whose name has been revealed as Reva or Reva, R-E-V-A, played by Moses Ingram. So apparently they're on Tatooine. They're interrogating citizens about Nare, essentially. And while this is going on, it's been reported that the third sister is going to say something like, I I sense Kenobi. I sense Kenobi. Like she's there and she's like, oh shit, there's a bigger fish here. And this is going to upset the Grand Inquisitor, who's going to be like, who the fuck are you? You're, you're the third sister. I can't sense Kenobi here. You're crazy. So this, this gets her all pissed off, and that's when she starts, you know, cutting people's hands off, legs off, when they're not giving her the information she seeks. And while this is going on, Owen Lars is watching all this play out. He's watching these people. They're probably in their black armor and their red lightsabers, shaking down innocence on a Tatooine market, cutting off their hands, cutting off their legs, maybe heads, stabbing them. I mean, she's like I said, she's a Sith who was just told to shut the fuck up. So she's not very yeah. happy. <laughs> All right. So, so, so she is just brutalizing the inhabitants of this market that I was talking about in the in the previous leak. So while this is going on, Owen is seeing all this, and in his mind, he's going, fuck you, Kenobi. These people are here because of you. You're bringing these people here. Your presence on Tatooine is what is causing these people here with laser swords to mutilate my friends and fellow farmers and and, and other stall owners at the market. So there we go. There's where Owen's ire really is starts yeah. uh, starts getting kind of. Once tweaked. you add that in, like he, he it is, makes a little bit more sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I probably, like I said, I, I completely botched this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, I, I went in chronological order in terms of how I posted them last <laughs> week, and it, it didn't work at all. It didn't work at all. So all this is going to happen before. Kenobi flags down Owen to have this meeting. So Owen is going to go into that meeting I just I just fucked up and talked about too early with this chip on his shoulder. I just witnessed dark side users essentially killing people, uh, mutilating people, maiming people, looking for Jedi. Yep. You're a Jedi. They're here for you. You're going to fucking get Luke killed. So that's where his his main concern really starts to kick in and like i said this 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 is going to further drive the wedge between the two but 
this is what gives the narrative of the Kenobi series the ability to take him off planet. It's like shit has got so hot on Tatooine because Nari's showing up and the Inquisitor's kind of sniffing that Kenobi may be there. At least the third sister does, even though she kind of gets, as a lot of us do by our superiors, like, shut up, you're stupid. (laughs) Yeah, you're dumb. Just just listen to me. You, You know nothing. So as Nick has been saying for months, like, hey, yeah, he could definitely leave. And I'm saying, no, he's got to protect him and be vigilant. He can't leave his side. Well, just the sheer fact of him being on Tatooine at this particular timeline moment is more dangerous than him not being on Tatooine. Yeah. So that is, to me, brilliant narrative choices made by the writing team. I forget who wrote this one. I don't know if it's Deborah or if John had a hand or if Dave had a hand. No, they, they actually had a whole separate writer, someone that hasn't been in the Mandoverse. I forget their name. Apologies. But in it, to me, Nick, I, I think it's a great... A great thing to introduce to the overall narrative of the Kenobi series to justify a thousand percent, even more so than, hey, you got to go save the other Skywalker twin. But it's now like, yeah, you got to go save her. But guess what? It might be better for you right now to not be on Tatooine. Kind of let the heat die out before you come back. So what what do you think about that? That makes total sense. Um, And look, you can kind of look at like Owen's reaction two different ways, too. You could say like, the, the first, the first reaction is the obvious reaction is the reaction that he had that like, th- it's your fault, your fault that these people are here. Realistically, this probably would have happened regardless of Kenobi being there or not, because that's the kind of control that the empire is trying to assert throughout the galaxy. And it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, that's what the inquisitors yeah. did, but it, it's, I think it's the idea that a Jedi following Kenobi's holocron. Exactly. I mean, in, Kind and of really, you could probably almost jeopardize his biggest yeah. mission of his life. I mean, life. you could probably fucking blame Nari too, and be like, "Okay, did yeah. did you not use your brain to figure out like, hey, don't come around us because there's like we're being hunted actively. Like there are people who are after us yeah. that are killing yeah, us. Maybe maybe send me <laughs> yeah. a fucking message yeah. on WhatsApp yeah. or Telegram like, hey, or something. But there was this thing in the past called pen and paper. Do you have that? Write down a fucking letter right. in a bottle, throw it in the space, hope it gets to me. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old yeah. message in a bottle yeah. approach. Yeah, I, I hope, and it, it sounds like, and I don't know if I, I address it, but it sounds like Nari and Kenobi may have an interaction. Okay. Um, but I, I don't, I don't yeah. know. I, I, it could just be Kenobi witnessing all this from the shadows, yeah. but, and I don't know if the Inquisitors catch Nari or not on Tatooine, but the, the one thing it does, and I think the reason Nari comes there, it, and I'm talking narrative reasons. Okay. We know Nari comes there to bring the Inquisitors there, but I ultimately think the Inquisitors are there to further drive the wedge in between Owen and Kenobi in the philosophies on the best way to protect yeah. Luke. Because uh, once he sees that, he's like, oh, shit, man. I mean, they're coming here for force users. You're a force user, one of the biggest, one of the most famous. Yeah. Look what you're doing, you yeah. dick. But then another way that he should think about it is like, man, thank God I have a Jedi Grandmaster <laughs> sitting on my fucking, you know, like scoping my house out because they have all these people with red lightsabers coming to chop off people's hands. Like, that's another way you should probably look at right. it. But I can definitely understand the the point of contention for for Owen. And you also have to imagine too, like this motherfucker literally just had a kid foisted on him. Like, Hey, here you go. Like this. It, yeah. It's been dealing, dealing with it for about yeah. 10 or 11 years. Your responsibility now. And this dude's like, uh, 
I don't have my own kids. Like, right. Remember, there, there's no direct blood yeah. connection between the Lars and the yeah. Skywalkers. There's zero. So, so, <laughs> zero. so they're like, here, take this kid that was your, I mean, it, it was your stepmom's kid, essentially, because that's what... The, it, it's a forced adoption <laughs> yeah. is what it was. It was a forced... They're not step anything. It was a yeah. forced so adoption. Like, he He's already like, okay, well, this kind of fucking sucks. And then you start to see everything else coming down. Like, I could I could understand right. his frustration, but it is... It does give you, like you said, the perfect reason for Kenobi to be like, okay, well, maybe Owen's right. It's getting a little hot here. It seems like people may be on my trail. Time, yeah. to, time to get the fuck out of here. Use that, uh, that same disguise that I used in, in, in Clone Wars, turn myself into a fucking bounty hunter, <laughs> go and, and, and see what I can do. Hey man, so at, at this rate, do you think we see him return to Tatooine before the final, the, like the final moments? Do you think once he leaves, does the Leia mission, Vader finds out, then, you know, all that stuff plays out. Do we see Obi-Wan go back to Tatooine before the final moments of this series? Question. I, man, I, I I, th- I would think so. I think they're, huh, that's a good one because I would imagine that he does, but there would like, in my mind, like he would have to go, like the only thing that would precipitate his return is if one, like everything was completely finished with, with Leia's ordeal and then he could safely go True. back. Or if there was another situation that was like, okay, now I have to get back because something's happening on tattooing yeah that, that's a good point too because i mean we know he's fighting vader right yeah. and that, that's not a spoiler and you would think vader's gonna know kenobi is is back and around they have a fight and, and unless kenobi just kicks the living dick out of him again which could very well yeah. happen how does kenobi escape without being tracked to where he's going after exactly like he would his Without anyone noticing, without anyone in the Empire tagging whatever ship he's on or this, that, and the other thing. So he's going to have to get back to Tatooine secretively, in my mind, yeah. somehow. And and here's the thing, too, is like, we're, we're talking about like, you know, now it's a part of the, the, the narrative that's come out that he's going to have to hide his identity. Like how, like, to what length does he go to hide his identity? Because like, if he's just hiding his identity identity from leia he could like walk up look like kenobi and be like hi my name's james fats and i'm here to protect you like (laughs) like just some bullshit but like he like realistically if there are people that are on the side of the empire that he's infiltrating or that he would have to be interacting with he needs to hide what he looks like because they're gonna have fucking wanted posters all over the hollow net for like look for this white male human with a with a beard and look for this small yeah, green I, I creature. mean you would like you would have to suspect at least from the inquisitor front that they have a like nick said like a most wanted list of living jedi or jedi that they think are still alive and kenobi has to be number 1 on that yeah, list yeah exactly so and yeah i mean oh, maybe maybe he's behind yoda but i, I yeah, don't know yeah i mean it's got to it's got to really. be yoda and then like if you're if it's like a you know, America's most wanted. I mean, for those of you who are, who live in America, that's a TV show. And then for those of you that don't, it's like they put your most wanted criminals on TV. So you see them like the most wanted on the hollow net has to be like fucking number one in one a is Kenobi and Yoda. So like he can't just go walking around looking like himself. So there's a very strong possibility that major portions of this show 
Kenobi's not even going to look like himself. He may look like a completely different character. Um, I would, that would be a fucking cut. Like you mentioned it a few moments ago. If he did somehow still have that bounty hunter helmet he wore when, I mean, he actually took something and changed yeah, his like physical appearance. Yeah, like his face appearance, changed. Like he, yeah, he looked completely different. It, it, that would, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. That I would love to see live action Kenobi in something other than baggy shirts or tunics yeah. or robes. Because if he's, I, I think I'm, I'm with you there. That'd be If he's rad. going off planet, I would imagine he has to do that. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Kenobi is going to be sporting the outfit we we've seen on the official poster when he yeah, leaves like, Tatooine. Could you imagine just, if you leave Tatooine and you're like, you're going on a mission to rescue, ostensibly a senator's daughter, from a spice den, and you just walk in there looking like Obi Wan Kenobi in your Jedi garb? <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to pull up the poster on go, on though. the on the live stream, but yeah, I mean, it, he's. To me, uh, even if even if you only studied Jedi at this point in time, he still looks he's, like a yeah, Jedi. Like, I mean, he's got the he, he's got the full robe on. I mean, yeah, he's wearing more of just a baggy shirt over his tunic, but you you can still see the tunic underneath the the, the baggy yeah. shirt. So, uh, yeah, I I think Nick's Nick's on to something here, where we could see one of the most drastic costume changes for Kenobi in live action that we we've ever seen because we we've only seen him in. Jedi yeah. garb. I mean, he had his Padawan tunic. He had a, a slightly different one for when he was a, a knight in Attack of the Clones, and he had a, a slightly, I think it's more or less the same in Dude, Revenge the, of the, the biggest change in Kenobi's appearance between any of the live-action stuff he's been in is his fucking hair. Like, he goes from that, like, yeah, the that, like, shaved, almost like, like, military crew cut with the rat tail in one because of the Padawan. Then he goes to, like, this it's like super mullet and two, mullet. yeah, like a comb out, comb back, slick back <laughs> yeah, and mullet. And then he, one of the goofiest looks I've I ever know, seen. I know it's such a weird move. And then in three, he has like a like a relatively normal haircut. So yeah, he he's back to looking like a professional. Yeah. He looks like he belongs on the council at that point. In, in Attack of the Clones, he he de- he definitely does look like someone that was just saying, "I don't need any death sticks" because he was on yeah. camera. I could see, like, if he wasn't being filmed in that club, him going, fuck yeah, like, dude, hey, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that guy looks like he goes to every country fest across the yeah. galaxy in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Beautiful mullet. But, um, yeah. No, I'm with you, man. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited for that because he has to do something. Uh, I, I'm not saying he, he has to go full helmet, like Mando-style helmet, but it, it, at least his main garb, yeah. You got you to ditch the robe, got to ditch the tunic. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to see kind of what he gets into and if they do any nods to some of the... Because he had all sorts of disguises in the Clone yeah. Wars. I mean, a lot of the shit he did on, on Mandalore, that, that um, bounty hunter uh, arc we were just talking about. So I like that. Good good uh, good speculation there, young yeah. Nick. Um, but I, I mean, at this point, I, I really think we have... At least the first episode mostly fleshed out. Yeah. Um, I, I think we start, you know, maybe it, it gets starts at a flashback and then leads into him being sad in a cave or kind of the reverse of that starts him being sad. And then we get a moment. Uh, I think we'll see the, the, the market scene where he's kind of trailing and watching Luke. Uh, you, you'll get the Nari arrival, the Inquisitor's arrival, the Inquisitor shakedown, the Owen and Obi-Wan meeting. And then I think after that, you're probably going to get the bail showing up and like, hey, dude, something's happened and I really need your help. I know you probably shouldn't leave. And he'll be like, actually, 
I need yeah, to get the like, fuck yeah. out of here right <laughs> now because the <laughs> like Inquisitors are showing up. A pretty good time for me. Because I, I, I can almost see it happening this way because when we talked about the Leia plot, the Inqui- it, 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 they made it sound like the Inquisitors are going to put together that plan to draw out a big yeah. fish. So I'm thinking, based on what she feels on Tatooine, they may hatch the Leia plot after we see them brutalizing the citizens of Tatooine looking for that Nari Jedi where, you know, in her mind, even though she gets beat down by the Grand Inquisitor, she's like, you know what, Let, let's, I, I just, that was too strong of a feeling. Let's try, let's try to draw out a, a bigger fish and go after a senator's daughter. Because we know, we know that Kenobi was, was right. cordial with yeah. Bale, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so I think that'll, that'll happen after. Like Leia's abduction, to me, that plot may be uh, beginning, end of episode one, definitely beginning of episode two. And then that's resolved by the end of episode two where Vader gets word that, uh-oh, homeboy's back. Save the save the senator's girl. Um, I need to get involved. And then episodes three, four, five, and six, I'm assuming are going to be nothing but maybe a, a cat and mouse between Kenobi and Vader. Because yeah. as we reported months ago, and other people have kind of stolen it, they're going to fight more than once. And it sounds that the way it was told to me, the first fight is going to be very reminiscent of the first encounter between Maul and Qui-Gon Jinn in The Phantom Menace, where it was more of like, oh shit, king, 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 get the hell out of there. Like, no, he wasn't prepared for it. And then the the second fight is going to be the the major rumble, like we saw in Revenge of the Sith, which uh, I'm not, I mean, he clearly isn't going to kill Vader, but in my mind, I think he's going to kick the shit out of him again after taking some severe lumps himself, but I, he, he has to come out. Right, on top. Round two of, of what we saw in rots. So right. what I'm very interested to see is, and this is going to kind of go back to our conversation that we had with Nick Gillard last year is how they choreograph these fights. Hey, you know what? Good point. I know you don't look at Discord, but that was actually prosed in our Discord today. If you want to join the Discord, uh, we have an open link in Instagram. But Nova, a.k.a. SW Black Series Clips, asked, like, hey, do you guys know the Gallard work on Kenobi? I would assume not. Because, you know, his style is Kenobi's style. I mean, he and technically Anakin Vader. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, I do not think so. I was like, listen, uh, I mean, we love Nick. Uh, you hear how open and honest he is. Uh, that sometimes doesn't <laughs> bode well for big companies like Lucasfilm. But also, this, this whole TV universe, once you get an outfit or a team you like to work with, you keep that yeah. team. And, and stunts is a part of that. It, it, it's a mafia. That's the best way I can explain it. Stunts in Hollywood are, are organized like a mafia. There are, there are various families, and if a family gets on a job, they'll bring in their, their members. And then if, if that family performs well for the, 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 the department heads, you know, the producers, the directors, any project those people move on to, they will pull that family yeah. along with them. Uh, so I, I, I envision... Deborah either either leveraging people she's worked with in the past for stunt work or tapping some of the people she worked with on the Mandalorian. Yeah, Cause I mean, uh, I, I just, this is going to be the first time that we're ever going to see a force user V force user, like trained in lightsaber combat in uh TV. We've never seen it before. Like we've seen Ahsoka use lightsabers versus Morgan Elsbeth 
in Mando S2, but Morgan Elsbeth is one, not a force user, two, not trained Correct. in lightsaber combat. Um, and like you said, it's it's not only that, it's two... I mean, for, for Kenobi, it is a force user with a very defined style over many years. Now, you, I mean, you could argue the same for Vader, but Vader's style, if you've ever read any of the novels, changed drastically because of the limitations of his suit he, and his Yeah, body. he had to. I mean, he, he went to just pure strength yeah. like he lost all the finesse yeah. you know i know we've heard we might see him do some flips here and there but it's still he he's a he's a shell of the man that he could have been yeah. if he didn't get his ass kicked because he's so it idiot. shouldn't even be a surprise like honestly like this showdown shouldn't even be a contest like kenobi should cleanly whip his ass because kenobi is not to the point of like skill degradation yet that we see in in the ot and a new hope specifically where just like age had caught up with him and like he just couldn't do it Correct. anymore like kenobi is still like especially now like coming off of a mission where he had to probably fight people like he's still spry he's still got his training and, and he's still pretty sharp so like kenobi should be able to use his like quickness to just slice up Vader. It shouldn't even be close. I agree. But on the other hand, Vader is going to have his just raw hate yeah. and anger, which we know for dark side people, it's like, you know, it's a supercharge. Yeah. So you're, you're hundred percent correct. Skill wise, they're not even on the, on the same level, but I think Vader will make up for that with his hate I, and I think anger. He's going to beat him down with the force. Pure power. Yeah, like he, just pure power because yeah, it's going to be the best way that I can describe it is it's going to be similar to what we saw Vader do in the hallway in Rogue One because if you look at that like yeah he he cut some people up with with his lightsaber but a lot of that damage came through the force like he was slinging people he threw that one guy up on the fucking ceiling and then just cut him in half like he was using the force as his right. primary means of like engagement you're right I mean the lightsaber was more of a yeah shield. exactly in that hallway. I mean, he, he was mostly using a lightsaber to deflect. And then as he was deflecting, he would, yeah, mutilate. he would just grab somebody with the force. It was all very fluid. <laughs> so like, I want to see how they, how they choreograph that because that can be very difficult where you have one for like one fighter who was very physical with their body, AKA Kenobi. And then you have one fighter that is very physical with the force and like, you know, how do you balance yeah. that? No, you're, you're, that, that's a great point. And it, it, and it makes sense. I mean, as Johnny's saying in the chat here, he's, he's more machine than man, all twisted and evil. So he, he's going to be lumbering. You're not going to see a recreation of the Revenge of the Sith duel where they're both moving at the quick pace. They're matching each other's moves. I see Vader being lumbering and 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 precise with his attacks they're going to be heavy hitting like just one slash from vader is going to be 10 times stronger than one slash from kenobi but kenobi's going to have the quickness the finesse the speed the twirls the flips all that shit so i i i you know kenobi obviously is still going to come out on top i don't think it's going to be as big of as of an ass kicking as as nick is is looking probably for not but yeah um, like i just remember but it, it's they're not they're not no. equals i mean at this point kenobi is still stronger in in everything but that dark side's a motherfucker especially if you have your anger jacked to a 10 which he's going to have just cuz <laughs> Kenobi's there and especially if Kenobi throws some Padme stuff at him that could ratchet yeah. him up 
so I'm, I'm, and like I said, I, I still think their final duel, Kenobi may have a, a, a slight change of heart where he's like, oh shit, what Padme say, just let me try this one time. And I hope that kind of bleeds into that Jedi line we've talked about a thousand times now. Uh, Obi-Wan once thought as you did. I, I really want that line paid off because I think it, it, it could be a great little narrative moment for Star Wars. A throwaway for most fans, but for us people to take this as real life, I would love that connection from Kenobi all the way to Return of the Jedi, where, where Vader is reflecting like... It, 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 it almost makes Vader more humanized in Jedi, where he is thinking about what his son has been telling him. He is not fully lost. And that started with one little thing Kenobi said in the Kenobi series. I, I kind of like just planting that seed in Vader's head from his former master. Like, listen, man, you, you're still in there, buddy. You're still in there. Padme believed it. Yeah. I, I'm having a hard time believing it now because <laughs> we're trying to kill each other, but I'm going to try one last time. Yeah. One last time. I don't think he goes and, all uh, out. Like, I don't think Kenobi goes all out. And I think it's because of a lot of what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it would be great to just see Kenobi get him and, and, and do what he was supposed to do in Revenge of the Sith and, and chop his head off. But I, I do think he'll probably get the upper hand or maybe Vader escapes and Kenobi yells out the line. But when he gets the upper hand, he may have a, that click moment like, oh, shit. Yeah. What did Padme tell me? This this is my boy. Maybe maybe he's even having a flashback in his head as the fight's going on back to their time as brothers. And and it's preventing him from the final blow. And that's where he leaves him like, I've, I've beat you again, Anakin. Padme has said blah, 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 blah. And, and he's got to get out of Dodge for whatever. And I'm going to use this now to bring up a theory Johnny threw to us um, this past week on Instagram. It, it's a little far out, but I don't necessarily discount it so let's say that during the second duel you know kenobi clearly is probably gonna end up getting the upper hand things are gonna look dire for vader again maybe he makes the pitch and what if just as he kenobi's like all right he's not gonna he's not coming back and that's he's like all right i'm gonna do it now and just as he goes to do it who shows up with some lightning maybe and <laughs> in, in the lightning, in the lightning, now hear me out. The Johnny, you know, he ages he, him drastically. Like I said, I, there you go. You got it. You got it. Think about it. Like, like if he gets a good jolt of lightning, Obi-Wan does. Clearly that's going to allow Vader to escape and survive. But it could be a way to somewhat justify the massive jump in, in physical age from this series to A New Hope. What say you to that theory from a Star Wars time? It fan? could. I mean, like we've seen it happen literally like in front of us twice. So it's it wouldn't it wouldn't be surprising if something like that happened. Yeah, uh, I would be fucking shocked if he actually showed up in person. Like, yeah, because we've never really seen him leave his lair. You know, like we've never seen Correct. like Sidious well, as Sidious leave his lair after the I, prequel. I believe, and, and John, if you're here listening, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe, and in, in again, this wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility because it's definitely floating around in space somewhere. What, what would you say to a chance that Obi-Wan somehow ends up on the Death Star? That would be... And Palpatine is there. I mean, how would he... It's not too far-fetched. I mean, I, I, I do think it's a stretch, but I don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibility. It, it isn't. It, 
I mean, like, I just have to like let and, and go of the, everything from A New Hope and basically be like, this is kind of kind of right, rewrite A New Hope narrative. Um, a little. Because, well, well, here, just let yeah. me. I'll, I'll, I'll let you riff on it real quick. But the the last thing Johnny said about well, maybe Obi Wan has already been on the Death Star. If you remember when they approach it, and they're like, man, that what's that moon? And Obi Wan out of without even hesitation says, that's no moon, that's a space station. Yeah. How the fuck would he know that if he didn't already know that the Death Star was kind of out there? Because it's not like Death Stars were all over the galaxy at that point in time. It was something brand new that they had kept hidden up until Rogue One, which happened a few moments before A New Hope. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I said, it, it's a little stretchy, but I don't think it, it's too far out of the um, uh, our, our possible options yeah. here. Yeah, I, I think it's possible. It would be interesting to see how he got there, like what the sequence of events would be to leading up to there. And it would also have to be an incomplete Death Star, I would imagine. Because once we hit A New Hope, like the whole narrative around the Death Star is like, hey, it's finally finished. Let us show you the full yeah. power. Let right. us show you like, hey, this thing is going to blow up a whole planet. And like even the narrative within Rogue One was like, Hey, look, this isn't even finished yet and we can blow right. up. Is it going to work? They didn't even know if it was exactly. going to work. So, it, so, I mean, I think it could be based on how we see it at the end of Revenge of the Sith. They already have the whole fucking yeah, like shell, the shell is kind finished. Of, and then like even at, like the scaffolding is yeah. up. It, it could look like the Death Star did in Return exactly of the Jedi, what I was right? Say. I mean, yeah, it could it could essentially be like a like a half finished Death Star like we saw in Return of the Jedi. So. So I, I don't know. Like like you said, it, it could suck a little wind out of a new hope, but I, I do believe they're going to do it in a way that everything does kind of crosswalk over. And it may change the context of certain famous lines we've heard in a new hope, but it's not going to completely discount yeah, them. Yeah, no. like, like, oh, we meet again, or I haven't felt this presence. All that is still going to line up. It's just probably going to mean something different within context now. Because, you know, these days, or when we first saw it, we had no clue what Vader was referring to. After the prequels came out, we were like, oh, maybe it was the, uh, you know, their fight or Revenge of the Sith. But if you really hear what Vader says, it, it, it doesn't even reference that fight. Because it's like, the last time I saw you, I was, I was but the learner. And now, well, no, you were, you were on the dark side and you guys were pretty much equally matched. You just made a, a, a stupid, cocky choice. Yeah. I don't know, man. And, and hey, this is why <laughs> this series could be the greatest of all time. I mean, look at it. You, you got guys like Johnny. He's nerding out, throwing out theories, something I haven't really gotten from him. It, it's getting people speculating, talking, and having yeah. fun. And that's why we do what we do at the Star Wars Time <laughs> Show. So um, I guess that's it for the leaks. We can let some people yeah. back. No more, no more um, leaks. But I mean, like a lot, I think we had a lot of good speculation. And I mean... That's the good part. Like if there's any good thing about like the, the down periods between new content releases for star Wars, it is that like you and I get to kind of use our brain, see what we come up with, see if anything hits once it does come out. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, that, that's why I, that's why I do this. And that's why I get all upset. Like, Oh, Hey, no one, no one pays attention to us. We look, we guessed it right. I, my, one of my best is still with zero knowledge. Bitcoin. At the end of Mando season two, episode one, I literally say, kind of just being a smart ass, oh yeah, Boba Fett's going to go over to, uh, 
Jabba's palace. He's got you know he's been parking there for all these years, and he's going to talk to Bib Fortuna. And lo and behold, bingo bango. So. The talk was short, but it you happens. nailed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happens. <laughs> it happens. We 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 may not have the best of sources, but I do believe we have some of the best speculation. We have out the best brains in the Star Wars fan. We have universe. the best there brains, yeah, of course, by far. We have all the brains. <laughs> All right, well, that, that's always fun. Um, I'll have to check out MSW this week to see if he has uh, gathered up any new reports because otherwise things are going to be really light last week. Nick, it's gotten so bad that even Reddit leaks oh, no. has now started a speculation post, <laughs> like a speculation thread. They're like, hey, we don't usually do this, but there's like Hey, nothing, brother, there's a whole other subreddit right that's literally called Star Wars Speculation. <laughs> so you're kind of stepping and, on And we're, we're essentially... We're essentially banned from there, too, even though I think we have some of the best and we probably could be fairly popular over there. So anyone, again, I think we're still allowed on speculation. I don't think we've been completely banned from that. (laughs) Well, one one of these days, maybe we should try doing another submission over there to see what what happens. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I mean. Okay, so that's all the Kenobi talk for today. Hopefully we have more next week. If not, we have a a fun new segment plan. We're not going to get to it today just based on uh, the way time's going with the show so far, and we we have another two segments to get through. But Nick got a a new game from overseas, and it's a a Mandalorian trivia game. It's like a little little card deck, right? Kind of like Trivial Pursuit, right? You got cards with multiple choices and... Yeah, there you go. He's showing them off on the live stream right now. Good looking there. cards. Got some, uh, you know, it's like it's like a little trivia game. Unfortunately, it's going to be one sided because I have the cards and Matt doesn't, so I can only ask Matt questions. He can't ask me. <laughs> That's fine. But um, Pe- people like people like seeing me fail and, and do bad <laughs> hey, in life, so I'm sure they'll they'll get some pleasure out. Matt of it. is the big brain, deep cut person. Like I I have some deep cuts in me, but nobody can match Matt. I, this is my assumption or this is my speculation, not speculation, my uh, assertion for the entirety of the Star Wars online kind of uh, group, group based, you know, influencers, whatever you want to call them. Nobody's going to out Star Wars like deep cut Matt. Like he's got some of like, especially for like video content. Like if you get into the books and shit like that, then yeah, obviously. But if we're talking like yeah, I lose. movies, TV shows, animated series, even comics, like Matt's brain just stores is like a sponge. It keeps all that Star Wars content and then for useless useless yeah. information. Like anything that's important in life, like real life, no, it's it's been Dude. ruined by the way I you know, my lifestyle, bourbon, <laughs> all that fun stuff. But like but, I gave him a question yeah, if it, if that was like off off stream. I was like, Oh, like here's like an example question. And I read it and I was like, dude, I don't even fucking remember this. And he was like, after like five seconds of thinking, he got it right. I was like, damn, that was pretty impressive. Like so, hey, like I said, I, I'm not lying. I get up early with a notepad and it's on my phone, but I take notes when I watch these yeah, series. So, so it, it maybe that's what makes it stick. I just wish I could get like real life <laughs> stuff to, to stick better in the old gray <laughs> matter because you're right. Maybe, maybe I've used up all my disk space on pointless Star Wars facts. Uh, but thank you for that. I, I would still say Star Wars Explained would probably blow me out of the fucking pond because that guy, like, that's what he's. He's built it. He like almost his, has a million subs on that's YouTube. That's like his livelihood, though. Like his entire livelihood is built around him being essentially a walking yeah, he, Star he Wars wins encyclopedia. Like, yeah, he, he he wins all the like the trivia yeah. c- contests at Celebration or whatnot. So I'm I'm not quite there, but yeah, I mean, if you ask me random questions from 
the shows and whatnot, I, I could probably regurgitate yeah. it. So, and clearly that's got me very far in life and very far within the Star Wars fan creation universe. So I guess I should keep it up. Yay. Yeah. Okay, um, last real story before we get into this week's fan segment, which I'm sure everyone is excited about. And, and this is odd, and, and who knows, maybe they just haven't updated their roadmap yet, but uh, last week it was revealed that Rogue Squadron, the movie that is, is still on Disney's movie release lineup schedule for 2023. Now, if you remember, at the at the end of 21, we were starting to get the, the rumors out there that, hey, you know... Uh, it wasn't full on creative differences yet, but it was like, eh, you know, Patty may be doing too many other things, too many other projects. Rogue Rogue Squadron is going to be delayed, and then it was no, Patty is leaving Cleopatra, and who's good? Is it still going to make the 2023 time slot? Well, um, according to this release, which looks fairly official and was covered by most outlets, so I'm going with it is legit, and not just nonsense that we put up there that someone sent us. Uh, if you're on the live stream, you can see it right now, but right there in 2023, uh, uh, December 22nd, you have Rogue Squadron penciled in. So, is this bullshit, I mean, Nick? Uh, to be honest, like, there's so much time, or there was so much time between the initial, like, hey, we got to kind of rework some stuff, to the actual release date, that it it really doesn't surprise me that it hasn't shifted. Um, especially if it's like, now do you think now? I I mean, I think we can kind of generalize that some pre-production was happening. Some script writing has happened. Maybe even the art department was up and running. So I guess technically if they, if they get filming like to actual production sometime in the first half of 2022, which Jesus, we're already, I can't believe it's already March, by the way. Like, it, yeah. it, it, you know, people that are older than me, I'm sure time gets even quicker. But it, being in my 40s now, it, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm sitting here lamenting the fact that winter is already over where I live. It's like it's in the 50s and 60s again. There's more light at the nighttime. I'm going, no, I want I want those long nights and short days. I want it to be cold so I don't feel bad about sitting in my house. Uh, but man, th- stuff just flies. But. You would think, I would think a movie like this, what, what do you think a, a, a valid shooting schedule is? Six months, four to six yeah, months? Yeah, I would say. Do they need that much time? I would say probably in that range. I feel like six months would be like long for, for a shoot like okay. that, especially. So we'll go. Like four, four or five months, I would say is an appropriate time. All right. So. So if they get principal done in 2022, to me, I think they could definitely get post finished by the end of 2023. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And because think about it, that's how they do these TV shows. And these TV shows are longer. I mean, they have much longer run times than a movie. And, you know, so you got more moving parts. You got more people. You got more days to shoot because you're shooting instead of just two hours of content. I mean, obviously they shoot hundreds of hours of content and then edit it down, but we're talking going from some of these series, if you string all the run times together, are pushing six plus hours. And that, that's multiple films. And they still are able to get stuff shot one year, then by the next year, it's, it's ready to rock and roll. It's not like the prequel days where 
the maker needed two years of post production full year yeah yeah essentially almost a year to shoot and then two years to do all the computer stuff because we just didn't have the tech back then to process all the visual effects that, that that's that's kind of gone out the window i mean these days previs looks just as good as like final effects from back in the the early yeah. aughts uh, so yeah i mean i i guess this is definitely still a date they could hit for rogue squadron yeah. um now if, if if principle doesn't happen in 2022 no way yeah no i i don't think if if they're not finished filming by like i mean yeah i mean you 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 kind of nailed it if they're not finished filming in 2022 it's going to be really hard for them to hit that release date um unless they they might be able to do pickups in 23, yeah. but it, you can't do full principle in 23 yeah. and then get that thing ready for a release at the end yeah. of the year. So I, I honestly think that the delays that they were talking about were like, because you have to remember when like the news of these delays came out, it was like right when or like right around the same time as like people were seeing Wonder Woman 84 and were like, this is shit. And this like we did not expect this to be this bad because of how good Wonder Woman 1 was. So I imagine it was kind of a little bit of like Disney being like, "Whoa, maybe we should read some of what Patty's writing and like see where things are going." And she had like she had other projects yeah. going on and I know you wrote a report in uh, towards the end of 21 where she kind of gave up some of the Cleopatra yeah. stuff and we just kind of assumed that that was Lucasfilm going, "All right, enough's enough. We we did this big dog and pony for you. We got you on a runway in a jumpsuit. You were like the, the the star of that December, I think, 2020. 2020 presentation where we're like, you get a show, you get a show, you get a movie. We all get movies. Star Wars. Yay. So, you know, come on. They, they, they kind of put some eggs in the in the Patty Jenkins basket. Yeah. And I think they're finally like, all right, now we're getting reports leaking out that, that we're dysfunctional again. Enough's enough. Yeah. Walk away. You need to focus. I, so I, I still think if they get to this, it, it can hit that 2023. I, yeah, I agree. And I feel like Patty, like after like Disney kind of cracked the whip, Patty probably fell in line and then got, you know, tightened the ship a little bit to, to say. Right. So, and, and you know, it, you'll, you'll learn about it from this dumb show. If, if the production kicks off, because I'm, I'm combing the internet every day for, leaks tips this that and the other thing the only thing that's curious about this release schedule nick if you look on 2022 avatar 2 have you seen anything about avatar being finished no, but anything. that was the like, initial like posters or concept art all i know yeah. was because you remember back in the day before everything fucked up even this it was always supposed to be a, a rotation between like the 55 avatars that Cameron's working on and then the six planned Star Wars movies yeah. that they had I think tech going all the way up to almost 2030. Yeah, technically like everything got shifted down a year. So like technically Avatar 2 was supposed to come out this year. It was supposed to be that like Avatar was oh, that's, odd yeah, that's, and Star well, Wars was the even. pandemic. The, the pandemic ultimately was the main yeah. delay or the, the multi-year push for this list. Yeah. You're so right. like initially right. it was supposed to be Avatar this year, Star Wars or Avatar 21, Star Wars 22, and then like they would alternate. So that way, correct. You know, Star Wars had the even years and then Avatar had the odd years. And now it just got pushed down to where Avatar has the even and then Star Wars has the odd, except you don't have anything so in that, 21. So 
that's the only thing that makes me question this schedule we're looking at. It's like, I haven't seen any promo for any of this shit. Yeah, I mean... And and I, I know, yeah, it's still a little close, but you would at least think you'd be getting reports like, oh, Avatar has finished filming. Or, or does, it, does Cameron just keep everything so secret? I know they've filmed. I've read about how, like, he's doing everything underwater and then the actors are, like, dying <laughs> and they, they, they essentially have to do everything submerged and it sucks. But just there's been no assets. There's been no promo. Yeah. And, and for a franchise this big that hasn't seen the light of day since 2009, you'd think they'd at least be juicing up the fan base. Like, hey, Avatar 2022 coming. Even just like a a title or, or generic poster. I but we'll, I don't know. I guess they could, they could surprise us. We probably us. won't see the first piece until June. I would If, if we're going to get any, any starting, right. we'll, it'll probably be still uh, like June. And then you'll... Like as far as Comic-Con, like July, or do you think early summer? I would say like mid-late. Because Comic-Con is where they, they do a lot of the like, oh, yeah. you know, they whip out their dicks and all that stuff. Like, look at this. Look at I, that. We got this guy. We got this girl. I would say mid-late June. That would give you a full six months of time to kind of have right. everything okay. whipped up and going before your release schedule. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they waited until Comic-Con or any like huge stuff. Because a year, like you have to imagine that like a full year, if you, if you did like a full year of marketing, it would just get tired. Like people would be over it. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, it wasn't, I, again, I'm stupid and it wasn't so much the marketing. It's just, you haven't even like heard leaks or yeah. anything. I mean, we're, we're, we're now talking about leaks for Kenobi and I guess it's, it's closer, but I, it just seems like Avatar has been muted on on all fronts like you just don't know what's happening it's it's on a schedule and we just have to wait and see if it's actually going to show yeah, up yeah. and i'm excited I, I i like avatar i think it, it was a kind of a cool new ip he cooked up and i'm i'm interested to see where it goes uh 23 is gonna should be an interesting year for fans of lucasfilm because that's uh the pencil date for indiana jones and rogue squadron if it actually hits yeah. Outside, once you get into 24, it's just untitled everything. I mean, I could have wrote the list at this point yeah. in time. Untitled Marvel, untitled I Pixar, mean, if you, Pixar, untitled Disney, untitled So, Marvel. like, if you want to, like, put some perspective to the timeline, like, Indy 5 just wrapped filming, or it was just reported to have wrapped filming yesterday. Yeah, and it, it, it was filming, like, all through 21. I mean, it, it, well, I mean, Ford almost died again. Yeah, so, so there, there was, was a lot of delay, delay in that. <laughs> so... But yeah, it's kind of hard to like nail down like a full production timeline for Indy because there were some delays with injuries and stuff like that. And it was filming during COVID. Um, but I mean, that was roughly a. Call it like a 16 month. Filming timeline, but then we don't know how much time was taken right. off because of COVID protocols, because of Ford's injury, because of conflicting filming schedules or anything like that. Yeah, so. that's that's true. And you can't really compare, like I said, the films to the TV because, you know, Mando season three has been filming since the fall of 21 and it's still filming yeah. now. Uh, but like like we said earlier, they're just they're bigger. I mean, yeah, they're on a smaller screen, but the the, the, the scope of the project, the work is much bigger because you're not just trying to tell a two hour story or a two and a half hour story. In the case of Mando, if they're sticking to the eight episodes, you're getting upwards of eight yeah. hours you know, multiple movies. They're essentially doing uh, trilogies every season. Quadrilogies. <laughs> Quint quintilogies. 
Okay. All right. Well, there you go. There's your news news download yeah. for the week. And but now it's time to start round in third, headed to home. It's time for the Star Wars Time Show fan segment. And let me say time one more time. And I'm not talking <laughs> about the herb. All right. Okay, so the uh, fan segment, if anyone's new here, and we did just get a subscriber. Who was that? I think I deleted the email before I could thank them. It was something like punk something. Thank you for subscribing to the show. We speak your name, although we don't because I deleted the email and forgot what it was. <laughs> but if you want to get mixed up in the show and, and participate outside of being in the live stream, that's a fun way to participate and give us questions, react. Maybe we'll react to what you're saying in there. Maybe we'll ignore you. You never know. But there are two other ways to kind of get your voice onto the Star Wars Time Show. The first way is through our question of the week, which we're about to um, dive into to see what fans had to respond to this week's question, which was kind of shitty. But hey, I didn't feel like thinking today and we used up all our Book of Boba Fett juice last Last week, so I'm gonna have to get creative again. So to get involved in the fan segment, make sure you're following at Star Wars Time Show on Instagram and Tuesday mornings. Look in our stories and or our feed for the question of the week and drop a comment. The other way to get involved in the Star Wars Time Show fan segment is through our top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week, which again is hosted through Instagram throughout the week before the show. Tag us in your Star Wars related work. Use hashtag Star Wars Time Show. And then on Monday night, after I have worked the entire week featuring these lovely works of art, creations, customs, you name it, real ass paint, toy photography, Nick picks the top five for us to honor on the fan segment or during the fan segment. So, Nick, let's go ahead and get into the question of the week. Let me go ahead and bring up the old slackaroonie here. I have it on our secret channel right now, which we do not want to expose to the fans because they'll see how much <laughs> shit we talk. All right. And we are ready. So the question of the week this week was, are you more excited for Kenobi, Bad Batch Season 2, and or, or Mando Season 3, and why? All right. Like I said, really great question that required some deep thought. Yes, Bat, you're right. Don't respond on Twitter. Don't respond on Twitter. Respond on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean, while we do have a presence on Twitter and Facebook, uh, we hardly check yeah. those. Although Twitter seems to be growing. Like somehow we're around four or 500 followers, which I'm, I'm always amazed by. Um, all right, so up first, I'll, I'll take this one, Nick, and then I'll let you roll with the other <laughs> ones. Uh, this comes from our, our uh, longtime listener, Ripic underscore underscore tan. You got to make sure to get the two unders in there. You don't want to shortchange him of his handle here. Uh, but Ripic is always on top of the question a week. We haven't featured him in a little bit. So here we go. Ripic replied, definitely Kenobi. I've wanted more about Kenobi for so long. I can't freaking wait. I don't know what we'll get, but I'd love to see Kenobi learning that Anakin survived their duel in rots. Maybe Obi is having nightmares of a dark shadowy form just hunting down remaining Jedi and waking up in the middle of the night to realize he lived and what he's become. I want to see or hear Qui-Gon and Yoda, Bail Organa, Hondo, Stormtroopers, Inquisitors, Bar Fights, 
Obi-Wan having some cocktails and being sassy, Jedi mind tricks, advanced Jedi exile training in the Force, John fucking Williams, the Lars family, Tuscans fearing the blue lightsaber because of AOTC, motherfucking Palpatine, the state of the galaxy, the space twins, let's throw Jar Jar in, cool droids, and of course, some scum and villainy. I understand it's just six episodes, so maybe not all that, but let's fucking go. Yeah, I mean, there's all right. Ripic just listed off a ton of different shit that we could see for sure. Yeah, I was, I was doing. I had to pull out yeah, the announcer, announcer voice, voice yeah. there, like announcing all these guests, like like I'm on Saturday Night Live yeah. or something, like starring Nick Caminita. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, Ripic. I think uh, if you listen to the show or you, you're you're down for listening to our speculations and leaks, uh, you're gonna get a lot of this, and you're not too far yeah. off. So, the force is with you for sure. Thank you. All right, Ripic. who we got? We got next, so, Nick. I'll let you run. Drew Originals says Kenobi and praying it's done right could be amazing. Love the Mandalorian. Yeah, everyone with that everyone with the done right. <laughs> yeah, stuff. I know, right? Everyone's Every, got it needs to be done right, but by whose standards, <sighs> right? Like. <laughs> who, Thank you. Whose standards is right? Um, could be amazing. Love the Mandalorian too, but it's literally Obi Wan and Anakin slash Vader. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, with you, Drew. I mean, I, I've been. I'm 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 almost there, getting ready to take it to the bank. I, I think I'm gonna have to wait for the trailer just to get a look at the what they made the world look like. But I'm getting very close to yeah. The, the Kenobi is a take take it to the bank. Instant all-time Star Wars classic. I, I am tending to lean that way as well. Um, next up, Cheeky Boba Fett says, Definitely Kenobi, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite Star Wars movie, and Anakin is my favorite character in the Star Wrong. Wars. So I am hyped for Kenobi. Matt hates this take. He hates this person. <laughs> because Rots is it's their all right. favorite. Maybe, Cheek, maybe Cheeky's young. That's fine. I mean, like I said, I, I've come around a little bit, but... No one's ever going to convince me that Revenge of the Sith handled Anakin's turn the right way. It's terrible. Okay. <laughs> terrible. All right. It might have other moments, but come on. Yeah, I mean. Come on. I mean, I mean, the, 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 the Clone Wars 7th season through the force handled Anakin's turn better than Revenge yes. of the Sith. Okay. I'll, I digress. Go ahead. All right. Next up, we have TBS Data Vault. Says, I'm tw- I feel like that we just we just promoted someone's business there reading that I know, handle. right? It's like what's going on there? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> welcome to TBS Data Vault, where we have all your data needs, and we have all of the old TBS shows stored in this vault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm torn between Mando S3 and Kenobi. However, I'm a little nervous that we're going to see go. the Major Domo shacking up with Pelly and the mods rolling around, or rolling with Boba Fett and Mando. So in the end, I'd have to say Kenobi. For all the Vader Inquisitor feels, looking forward to the rematch of the century. Kenobi is the GOAT! So, thank you, TBS Data. Next up. Hey, perfect, Perfected Chaos in the chat here. I know you're just trying to troll me, so go back to playing video games. <laughs> go back to showing everyone how to play video games, okay? Whoa. Revenge of the Sith is not the best movie of the nine, please. <laughs> uh, AB <laughs> underscore Toy Pick says, I'm excited for Kenobi big time, and of course Mando. But I'm kind of more interested well, in Andor. He's a character Look we know this. nothing about, and I feel we're going to get to see a lot of unfamiliar new stuff, new characters and locations. I mean, yeah. I mean, fantastic points. Andor is definitely the slept on of all of the new content coming out for sure. 
and it, it it had like the longest development. It, it's been discussed the longest. I mean, it was like the second thing announced after the man, yeah. the Mandalorian was a real thing. And it's still, I mean, Kenobi's going to be, is beating Andor to market. It's crazy. Yeah. But I think AB is spot on. I, I mean, the potential of Andor for the unknown is, is strong where in Kenobi, we know we're going to kind of, we know what yeah. we're getting. Dude, if we, I mean, I think we're going to get some surprises here and there, especially if you don't listen to our show and hear about the leaks and stuff. Um, but I think Kenobi, we're all kind of primed to um, get the type of content we're all speculating. I hope on. so. If we if we end up, I will say this: if we end up on Tatooine and Andor, I'm going to fucking lose it. Like we've had enough Tatooine <laughs> between fucking. Yeah, give it yeah. a break. I mean, it was the it was the main setting for book for the most part. It's been used multiple times in in Mandalorian. I think both yeah. seasons he's made trips there. Yep. Uh, you, yeah, you're you're not wrong let's, on that. Let, let's go to some more lush planets. <laughs> you know, let, let's get a let's go back to live action Felucia yeah. or live action Umbara. Like that, those were interesting looking planets, yeah. like neon type of of fauna and shit like that. But yeah, I'm with you. It's man. just yeah. Let's let's get some new stuff in there. Anyway. Last one for the for the question of the week responses. This is Corona Four. He says, "Yes, Kenobi, cause it's Kenobi." Enough said. Can't wait to see you and again Andor because it's all new and looks epic. BB Bad Batch, love this crew and the animation has been stellar so far. M three, that's Mando S three, because of what we saw in Book of Boba Fett, continues to be pure Star Wars greatness in every form, and I want more. Caveat. As long as Rodriguez isn't directing any of these. Wow. I was going to say, for the most part, that is one of the most positive yeah. fan feedbacks we've ever had. So, Chronophore, Nate, you're a good man. I mean, yeah, that the, the jab at Rodriguez is definitely fair, but we're usually used to um, kind of vitriol in this in this segment and anger. So, it was kind of refreshing to just hear a, a fairly positive um comment for the question of the week so thank you yeah no i mean he, he's like me i mean i, I it's like I, I probably couldn't pick either i mean gun to my head kenobi 100 yeah. percent. just because i have it, my man's in it not not just bearded space jesus but my man like the dude, the dude. vader but yeah i mean all this stuff i'm, I'm jazzed for how could you not be i mean and it's I'm, I'm the creator of the star wars time show please it's in my it's in my veins yeah, exactly if just, you will just give us any like i don't care when it's released or what order it's released in just give us the content please and thank you here here all right so that wraps the question of the week for this week like i said if you want to get involved uh, make sure you're following us on instagram and look tuesday mornings uh, usually around 8, 8.30 EST, AM that is. I'm not a slacker. I did say mornings. Uh, but check it out at Star Wars Time Show for the question of the week prompts and let us know what you think. And Maybe we'll read it. Maybe we'll make fun of you. Maybe we'll agree with you. Maybe we'll tell you you're dumb. But at least you'll be on the Star Wars Time Show fan segment and you will be immortalized yeah. through that. All right. Which means, Nick, it is time for your bread and butter. You are the keeper of the top five. This week's choices, Nick peeled through all the features that I dropped from February 21st to the 28th. So without further ado, here's this week's top five as chosen by young Nick. As chosen by me, so. And of course, the first one is black. Oh, no. (laughs) Well. (laughs) I got it up. Okay. You're good. Go ahead. First up this week in the top five is at 
Dickie, it's either Dickie obeys or Dickie A buys. Um, but he's got an awesome egg attack. Darth Maul here, saber ignited, uh, and just standing in the sands of Tatooine, it looks like, ready to fight off potentially Qui-Gon on their first uh on their first little tiff when we saw in the uh, in the beginning of uh the Phantom Menace, but Sometimes all it takes is just like a cool looking figure, which this egg attack is, and then a clean shot and a good in, in a in a good background, and that's what we get from Dicky here. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it it was nice to see Dicky back in the feed because it's been a while since we've been tagged from Dicky. I don't know if like a lot of people, uh, me included, you just kind of drifted away a little bit. You're still a part of it, but you don't actively shoot like me. But it's good to see him, but also seeing some of these newer egg attacks, I, I, I was reminded of why I, oh my God, it's starting to come up, all the air, why I collected this line when I kind of went crazy after I gave up collecting Funko Pops. I mean, I, I have a lot of egg attack. I have a lot of the sequel trilogy egg attack and a lot of the original trilogy egg attack. I did not know. I and mean, that just shows you how far I kind of fallen out of certain realms of collecting that they have beast kingdom has created a, a Phantom Menace mall egg attack, which is the one we're looking at right now. If you're not on the live stream, you can pull it up in the post on star Wars time.net. Yeah. But, um, he also shot, it looks like there's a Mandalorian egg attack. Um, but I, I ran with mall just cause I don't know. I just look at his, look, look at the little mall face. I know like, the face is it, menacing. It's wrong to even say this, but it's it's like menacingly cute. Yeah. Like I want to, I want to, I want to pinch his little cheeks and be like, "Oh, Maul, you cute little son of a bitch, <laughs> you angry little Sith! Look how lovely you are." But I don't know. I just this is what Egg Attack does, though. I mean, I, it reminds me of the Darth Vader, where yeah, it still looks like the character, but there's a little bit of that chibiness yeah. to it, so some cuteness comes into it. And just seeing bad Star Wars villains. And considering they look kind of cute, that's what that's what yeah. does it for me. I don't know. It's just it's it's like that oxymoron. It shouldn't like these characters shouldn't be cute and cuddly, but Egg Attack kind of makes it them. It reminds that way. me of and, our um, logo, the Egg Attack stuff. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. We're 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 two Egg <laughs> yeah. Attacks. That's for sure. Um. So uh, at Dicky D I C K A D I C K Y, and then A B A I S on Instagram. So. Dicky abides. abides. Go, go give him a follow. Dicky abides. Awesome egg attack. He is primarily an egg attack shooter. That's what he lists in his um in his bio. But you can see that he's been messing around with some Punisher. Um, Punisher looks like what is it? One twelve scale stuff. So, um, very yep. very fun feed from Dicky abides. Dicky abides. Yeah, like, yeah. If you're on, if you go on his feed, you can see the look at look at the little egg attack Grogu. Oh it's like just a little head coming <laughs> no. out of a sack. So good. Unbelievable. Look at these things. And no, Matt, you're not getting back in the egg attack. <laughs> you're not getting back. Here, look, I'm doing a mind trick on myself. You're not getting back in the egg attack. Okay. I think All I right. got it. I'm not getting back. You see, yes, it worked. I did. I repeated good it. It stuff. worked. All right. Next up is at Lionworks, L-Y-O-N-W-O-R-X on the Instagram. And we have a little bit of a... Kind of a meta shot here. So what we see is uh, Din and Grogu <laughs> unboxing the uh, the Haslab Razor Crest. Is that right? Yeah. Totally. And it looks like yep. he's controlling it with his like like a little wrist mounted thing because the the razor. Yeah, like it's a yeah, drone. Like a drone. Yeah, think about like drones. You know, we can buy like an X wing drone or, or a Tie Fighter drone these days. 
uh, what if you're not on the stream, what Lionworks has created is a Razorcrest drone toy for Din and Grogu to play with. And um, Nick, you, you, you're clearly drawn to what Lion does. Yeah. Uh, I think this is like your third or fourth choice of of his to make the top five, and they usually are. I think the last one they're playing the Jenga, Jenga one, together. Yes, yeah, yeah, and, and now this one, it's father and son opening a new toy and just kind of sharing in that joy. And I, I, I'm with you, man. I I love this shit. I, I love these types of setups where it, it kind of takes the characters out of their galaxy and and brings them into yeah. ours. But they're still Star Wars characters, and that that's kind of the case. Yeah, I mean, it's great. Like, I always consider these, like, Star Wars in real life shots, where it's just like, like you said, it's it's Star Wars characters interacting within our uh, our reality. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool to kind of, like, break that fourth wall, and um, Lionworks does a really good job of portraying them in, in realistic situations that you would see in our world. So all, and all practically too. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that razor crest is real. It might be like a die cast that they, they shrunk down a bit, but the box of the razor crest, I'm almost positive. That's, that's practical. And they printed it out and made the truly, box. truly awesome stuff. So, I mean, that's yeah. Just kick it. But I mean, it, it's not just the props though. It's, it's the, yeah. the posing. Like you said, Mando's kind of controlling it and look at Grogu. It's like that little kid when he sees a parent getting a new toy or something like, Ooh, like, <laughs> I play. Can I yeah. can I touch? Can I play too? Yeah, I play with it. So it was super fun. I I love Lineworks's eye for for creativity on his feet. So make sure or on their feet. So make sure to go follow uh, at L Y O N W O R X on the I G. Thank you very much. Next up is oh, another failed load. What's uh, going on? Star Wars time. <laughs> oh no. I got it. I pulled yeah. it up. We're good. We're good. Uh, this is at from the outer rim on Instagram. And this is like a picture perfect scene recreation. So much so yep. that like, yep. I thought that this was just like a picture, like a still from the movie. I was like, Oh, maybe there's like some AOTC nonsense happening out there. But what we see is the exact <laughs> shot when Anakin and Padme are being pushed, wheeled into the Geonosian arena and that sh that shadowed image of those two kind of coming together to kiss as they are wheeled out into this sprawling open Geonosian arena and fucking from the outer rim nailed it, nailed the pose, nailed the lighting, nailed the shadow, like the, the, the shadowing uh, that the figures created when they're coming in towards each other with the lighting. I mean, I imagine that this is a digirama because the background is like the, the exact yeah. Geonosian arena that you see from the movie. I mean, like, it's picture perfect to what you see in AOTC. It is. It, it really is. And it, it's just, this just, just goes to show you the, 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 the lighting skill that from the outer room has to, to kind of blend these figures in with that exact slide or cell from attack of the clones. And um, from the outer room has a lot of great scene recreations, but they're also very adept at mixing scales in terms of, mashing a 112 with a 118 without using camera tricks like they they grow the 118 somehow i'm, I'm assuming just expanding it in, in photoshop uh, but you, you can get a lot of cool looking characters that aren't made in 112 scale yet on from the outer rooms page where 
they kind of take characters that have been made in 118 and upsize them to fit in with other 112 type of stuff. I, I believe these are 112 characters in this particular shot, but this one just goes to show you just um, like the, the level of scene recreation excellence we got going on here. Um, one of the latest they have is the the death of Cheerit. Mm, yes, uh, you got one with with Leia and R two. I like this what if scene where it's like uh, Leia saying goodbye to Ben Solo. Yeah. like they're using <laughs> a uh, I'm guessing a Stranger Things character yeah. for that. But yeah, I mean from the outer rim, like I said, definitely he's got some um, magic going on over on that account, and very skilled at at the digiram is light blending, and then like I said, blending different scales of figures to make them all look yeah, the same. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. At from the outer rim on IG, make sure to give a follow. Next up, this is from at Bill's Bricks. And what we have here is, com this is completely crazy. different than anything that we've ever featured before on the Star Wars Time Show. This is a a a Lego mosaic of yeah. Boba Fett yeah. that he actually, this is... Without, without direction. Like, th th this isn't a set you go buy, yeah. Nick. This is, like... Bill's Bricks fucking cooked this up. And, and it doesn't surprise me. I mean, Bill's Bricks, we, we feature them a lot. I think this is their first top is, five. Yeah. Uh, but if I, if, I, if I go over to their page real quick, almost all the stuff on here are MOCs. And in the Lego community, that means my own creation, which you're, you're not using Lego books to make this stuff, to make these sets. I mean, like he's got this, the high ground set. Uh, it's just this Revenge of the Sith set, and they're just amazing. Like, they're little dioramas all made out of Lego. The lava's Lego, the the uh, the terrain's Lego. So, yeah, when, when I saw this one, I'm just like, holy hell. I mean, th this guy, this person, this Bill's Bricks. Yeah, Lego, MOC, designer, digital artist. It's so big in the, the community, but this this, to me is on the same level as like real ass paint, yeah. the mosaic. I mean, where, how does a human brain even figure out what little fucking studs? And th these are like the little teeny weeny yeah. Lego studs, like single studs. And over 10,000 pieces, that, he says. Crazy. Whew. Crazy. Look at that. Like my brain just, when my brain looks at it now, it starts going like, <laughs> Like, yeah, like there's no way. Yeah. Like, I mean, look at the top line there, Nick. Oh, yeah, I, I'm going to have to use a few beige studs, <laughs> a light green stud, and then some gray studs to start his helmet. Where does that even come I from know. in the human mind? I mean, this is like if you've ever seen like somebody create pixel art on Photoshop or anything yeah. like that, yep. just yep. take it. And instead of having like a digital pen that you can just draw with, imagine a guy putting individual Lego bricks down to make it like that is fucking Magic. insane. And like, just to give you an idea, like this isn't like miniature scale like this, like, am I correct in assuming like this is actually like on his wall? Like I, I, that may just be like, I don't know. I, I can't comment. Maybe if Bill listens, uh, I know Bill was like, sweet. I made yeah. the top five. I don't know if that means, Hey, I'm going to check it out. Uh, but hey, Bill, if you are listening, either now or on the uh, just regular podcast, let us know the the dimensions of this. I mean, is it like an eight by ten that you blew up uh, to to share on Insta, or is it like full on poster size? I mean, it looks like what at least fourteen by sixteen. Yeah, I mean, here. I don't know how big ten thousand little Lego pieces combined to be, but I mean, regardless, taking 
it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, just just the ability to lay out studs, colored studs on a blank board, and somehow get a Boba Fett silhouette or Boba Fett portrait. I, I just like Fucking okay. Insane. I am definitely a loser with zero creative skill. It's just like yeah. please. Cause they Nick, Lego makes these oh, so they make like for like a hundred hundred plus dollars. Like but but not Boba yeah. Fett. I mean there there's a Darth Vader. I think there's a mall and shit like that. And there you'd actually have directions. This I, I truly believe unless it comes from a community and someone kind of figured it out. This is all done from his brain just like the artists do from their brain and then they transfer to their fingers and their tools here instead of having tools it's just lego studs and you know hopefully some calluses on your your thumb tips to to put them all into place yeah. here but excellent work here from at bills b-i-l-l-s-b-r-i-c-k-z at bills bricks beautiful beautiful work and Last up in the top five is one of our favorite real ass painters. This is at Savvy Art on Instagram, S-A-V-V-Y-Y-A-R-T. Going with a new and she, style. Yes, like like you like you said in the in the shared post, like she's definitely branching out in her stylistic depiction of Star Wars characters. This one we see Ahsoka from Mando S2, but where Savvy is usually usually very focused on like the the hard features. Like almost like uh, imitating like a Disney style of art. Yeah, she very very Disney centric in in most of her art. Like it, I, I still contend she works for Disney. <laughs> I don't think she does, but she should be because if if you look at her art, it's like oh yeah, I've I've seen that style of character. It's been in this movie, that movie, this show, yeah. that show. I think like she's definitely gone with like a softer like softer features, more of a like more of like a realistic aesthetic. It's, it, yeah I, less less cartoony you know less less accented you know um but clearly still fantastic i mean i, I just like the one we just talked about I, it just doesn't compute in my head i how yeah. where do you start i mean how do you draw a line how do you draw a line straight how do you color it in how do you blend the colors so it looks like there's light on her shoulder yeah. i don't fucking and like know the, it's like the crazy. thing is is i don't Again, like we would have to hear this from like real artists, not just people who talk about real artists. But like, I would imagine that it's difficult to have like a very defined style like Savvy has, and then also be excellent at a completely like different Correct. style. Um, hey, Devin, you still in here? Let us <laughs> know. How hard is it to fundamentally switch styles since you're our resident real ass yeah. painter? So and wrench. <laughs> we'll see if Super Scoundrels in in the show today, and but. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, that, that'd be like asking me, hey, uh, instead of doing shitty toy photography portraits, try to make a scene like Jason B. Michael that's all dynamic yeah. and has a set and stuff. I'd be like, go, go fuck yourself. I no. mean, <laughs> I don't want to change my style, even if it's going to make me more popular. And that that's not even a direct correlation to what Savvy's yeah. doing. I mean, because uh, to me, I there are skills with a camera but in the end if if you can just lay out a scene and take a pic i don't think it's as drastic of changing the art form as what savvy's doing here and going from one distinct style her style to a whole different style but as nick said we're stupid we would need someone within the profession to confirm a that we're dumb and b that yeah it's it's hard hard to to change hard art hard (laughs) Art hard. How art? Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's art pretty us. much. We <laughs> any any time, 
we throw savvy up on the show. That's eventually what our, it's not a critique. Our fawning eventually devolves into Yeah, like our brains just stop. Savvy do good picture. Nice to look good color line straight. Me like. I mean, it's just, it's, it's awesome. I, I, I really love looking at her, her art style. And it's really cool to see how she is actively trying new styles and evolving her style and stuff like that. So at Savvy Art on the IG, make sure to go give her a follow. That's the top five. And that's the end of the show. Matt, take us home. Hold on. I'm still looking at Savvy's page here. Checking, Checking out. It's like uh, we got a new Sabine coming. Uh, oh, yeah, she does. She's got oh, I missed I missed this one. How did that, I miss this that one? That Sabine she, she must is have missed us. awesome. Yeah, that's saucy. That's saucy yeah. looking. Yeah, hey, Savvy, she's one of our favorite. I know her audience, and I, she she definitely checks out the segments, and a lot of times I feel bad because she just seems so innocent potty and, and, like, righteous. And then you got my dumb ass on here, like, me like So, sorry, Savannah, we speak your name. I try every time. I fail every time. I'm sure there are still a few F-bombs here or there, but uh, we appreciate you. Keep up the good work. And as Nick said, it is time to put the show to bed. So let's do it. I feel like doing the dance today. I'm shimmying and I'm shaking in my seat. I got my hat on sideways because I feel like we've been doing this that forever <laughs> and we haven't. I don't know what's going on today. I'm all over the place. But um, as we always do at the end of the show, first and foremost, those that tuned in here, Thank you for joining the live stream. Like I said, if you want to get into this, we do it Tuesdays, usually around 2.30 p. East on YouTube. Uh, just go to YouTube.com slash Star Wars Time Show. Or, even better, bookmark StarWarsTime.net. Hey, From the Outer Rim was in here. All right. Appreciate you tuning in. We love your work. Keep on tagging it and keep on wowing us. Um, so like from the Outer Rim, if you want to get uh, in touch or in the know with the Star Wars Time Show, go to StarWarsTime.net. That's where we got all of our podcast platforms. You can find easy links to subscribe right at the top of the page. Or if you like to scroll down, it will be in the sidebar. If you're on mobile, which many people are these days, just keep scrolling. I promise you, you're going to see all the podcast platforms. Like I said earlier, we'd love for you to subscribe. If you like the show, we love you. If you subscribe to the show, we may give you a reach around. And if you leave a rating and review, God only knows what Nick will do to you. All right. So that's what we need. We need the as much as we love you just showing up. You got to click those buttons to let the AI overlords know that humans meat bags actually listen to this nonsense. Okay. so sub up. Rate and review if your platform offers it. If your platform doesn't offer it, go to a platform that does. <laughs> so, like iTunes, Spotify, and it really seems these days our Pandora traffic has picked up a ton. So um, if Pandora offers reviews, you know what to do. You know what to do, Johnny. All right, so StarWarsTime.net. In addition to getting linked in with the show, this is where our content lives. So if you want to kind of get a preview of the topics we're going to be discussing on the Tuesday show, we only do one show a week. We're losers. We're slackers. But that's why we got the website. So I'll say it one more time, StarWarsTime.net. And why, may you ask? Well, there's always time for Star Wars time. And I hope that those numbers keep going up and that it is not just a glitch. Shows like today, 
may uh, reverse our fortunes because I think for the first 45 minutes, Nick and I were just essentially having a phone call between each other talking about life. And then we got into the good old Star Wars stuff, all sorts of Kenobi leaks, speculations. We have the first two episodes fully predicted at this point in time. So make sure to tune in if you missed all that stuff and your best avenue to do so, my friends. One more time, say it with me, StarWarsTime.net. Look, I even have it on my hat so I don't forget. StarWarsTime.net. It's right here. You can do it. We can do it. Let's do it. There's always time for Star Wars time, my friends. That's all you got to tell the detractors. Even if they say, ew, you listen to that nonsense, that garbage, that filth, that angry little man. Just say, well, you know what? There's always time for Star Wars time. And don't forget to leave them with one of our alternate sayings. You know, we're not just a Star Wars podcast for a more uncivilized age. We are also the Star Wars podcast that if you listen to, the Force will be with you.